Panago Pizza presents S-D-P-P, the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! You know, Steve. Yes, Adam. Whenever we hang out together, I always say, Steve, if you just live generously, life will treat you royally. And I always say, why not? Right. <laughs> Wait, you haven't asked that yet. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Pour yourself and a friend of Crown Royal because we're going to talk about who wore the crown like we do every episode where we, with the help of you, <laughs> recognize one Leaf player each week. Well, each show. I got to amend that script. Yeah. Who gives them, <laughs> gives it all for the blue and white because it's our town, it's our crown, and it's not about what you have, it's what you have to give. Why not? Someone told <laughs> Rye me to not. Rye That's not. funny. Uh, let's crown a Leaf that lives generously. By giving it all for their team, brought to you by friends at Crown Royal. Live life generously, and life will treat you royally. Let us get into it. Sir! Yes? Who are you crowning? Uh, well, Adam, you might be aware of this. Mm. The top line slash second line, it just it literally just depends on our mood that day. Whatever line you call the Tavares-Marner line. I call it the Tavares-Marner line. Mm, the Tavarner. Tavarner. Sure. Sure. We'll work on it. Tavarner. Yeah. <laughs> You guys. I know. Rough. It's a, ra- it's a rainy no, it's day, very man. Good. You know what you guys look like? <sighs> the least within the first five minutes. Whoa. Wow. No slow starts or nothing. <laughs> we didn't oh show up on time. You didn't. No. For our own show. No. No, there are... We'll get into that later. Uh, Kapanen. Kasperi Kapanen is the other guy on that line replacing Zach Hyman. Except, yesterday, he was replaced. So... The crown obviously has to go to Mike Babcock. I like this pick. Wow. I like this pick a lot. I, I ride that guy real hard. I, I you know at the end of the day, he's just trying he's just trying to do good what he thinks is good, trying to make the team good, and hopefully it's a team full of good players and good men. Nice. How's that? Nice. See, I like that pick a lot. Yeah. Now he did the thing. He, he did the thing. He did it was the thing. a little adjustment. I don't know how much difference it made, but he made it. I'm going to give it to Trevor Moore. And John Tavares is a close second, but I'm going to give it to Trevor Moore because of the results he helped to create. Yes. So you give it to Mike for making the change. I give it to Trevor Moore for saying, okay, now I'm actually going to go out and, and prove you right. Because that's the thing. Mike can only be 50% of that. Trevor's actually got to go out and do stuff. Now, mm-hmm. if you ask uh, uh, Mike Stevens, who... For sure, for sure, if he was in a bar last night, was flipping out. Uh, oh, <laughs> making out with the TV. <laughs> loves him. You th- I think he loves Trevor Moore more than I love James Reimer. Wow. You think, yeah? For real. Yes. Must be the big booty. Trevor Moore booty. Gotta be. Can't move him. Um, he, he went out there and he did, it was like he's programmed exactly like Zach Hyman, or at least in that particular role, he knew exactly what oh, he yeah. needed to do. Yeah. And Kasperi Kapanen, I think we'll get into this after the segment's done. Kasperi Kapanen seemed to not get his head around exactly what it is they needed him to do. He has the tools, but it seems like he's got a weight of, of playing, and that's his way, and that's what he plays. Whereas Trevor Moore seems to be a little bit more... Versatile. Versatile, and yeah. a little bit... And yeah, maybe not as high-skilled, but yeah, definitely, think, yes. definitely somebody that you can plug and play in a few more situations than you would think. Perfect way of putting it. I think Kapanen has higher end talent and more can just do more things. Right. Yep. Right. And uh, producer Jesse. Well, mm. 
Let me tell you something. How's he gonna do it? <laughs> Today's crown goes to John Akey. John Akey. John Akey. John Akey. Who the hell is J- that? J Pakey ninety nine. If you want his Twitter handle. All right. Because he tweeted, he tagged me in a tweet, and he said, "Do I hear another crown being awarded to him? Who would that him be?" It's got to be John Tavares. He scored a goal last No, night. that's ridiculous. Clapping shit bombs like a man. That's ridiculous. That him is William Nylander. Because <laughs> William <laughs> Nylander is hot. Dominated the wild territorially based on a bunch of charts and thingies I don't understand. Let but people smarter than I. Yeah, no, I've never seen that. Called Mika Blake McCurdy. At ineffective. Micah. Micah. Mika is how it's spelled. So I'm calling him Mika. Ineffective math on Twitter. Put together this handy chart that explains why William Nylander actually deserves the crown today. But I don't understand it, but I'm going to trust the chart. That looks like a rug. (laughs) Doesn't it? It does. Is it a chart or a heat map? Yes. No, it's a uh, yes. <laughs> no, I think it's a heat map. Is there a no? Sorts? It's it's a different kind of heat map, though. Ah, he uh, ineffective math has his own heat chart. I guess, Would you look but... at this? Okay, here's me looking. <laughs> That's always my favorite thing. I'm like, please, please explain. I'm stupid. <laughs> no, and then I, and I read the replies, and the replies, like, guess he's good, huh? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> All right, so I've gathered blue is good. All right, red. Uh, mm. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> so William Nylander because of the rug. Yes, it Excellent. says sixteen minutes. Seven, <laughs> seven. Don't know what those numbers refer to on the ta- tableau, but they refer to something very good. And he did it in 16 listen, minutes. Listen, I'll this take is, your word for it, man. This was a long, long drive William down Nylander, a bumpy road yeah. to William Nylander the third crown. <laughs> is that an iceberg there? Just I, um, Excuse me. I am tasked with awarding a crown. Is it cold in here? I am tasked with awarding a crown each week, and you cannot take away my crown. Sorry. Damn. Damn. And Sorry. I think the man who has three crowns on his jersey in Calgary... Deserves in Calgary <laughs> from Calgary from Calgary this deserves is, the crown. You're giving us hell for the joke we hey. made earlier on, man. Hey, I, I'm I, just joining the team here. Woo, if woo. our rush is slow, I can't speed it up. Yeah, we're as fast <laughs> as the slowest person today. Well, there you go. Um, who the, that's who the wore the crown for this week. Brought to you as always by Crown Royal. Next time the puck drops, why not? Why not? Live generously <laughs> and treat your Leafs crew to a crown old fashioned. Now, how would you like to see the Leafs? In person. Mm. I turn it down. You turn it down, you'd say no. Yeah. Yeah. Tell Crown to give that back. <laughs> well, I'm not asking you. Oh. See, we already got tickets to the game. That's because true. Because they were nice enough to send us. <laughs> Crown's like, yeah, we're not inviting you again, Steve. So, <laughs> so the reason we got those tickets is so we could scout them out and we could do a little social media oh. so that you could see where you're going to sit when you win tickets to the game. Are you ready for that? Very nice seats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're great seats. They're right at Sean McKenzie's screaming level. <laughs> yes, and you almost got him. <laughs> now, a post went up about three hours ago at the time of this recording for 
Crown Royal Canada on Facebook. We will tweet the link, and it's in the de description below on uh, on YouTube. So you can be, you can check this out. All you have to do is click the link. Whatever contest for this closes Friday. And by the way, the game is Saturday night. Who do the Leafs play Saturday night? Jesse, don't look it up. Is it? Oh. You already know. Boston. Jesse, thoughts? Buffalo. Boston. Boston. It is Boston. Uh, now this is not the. Uh, I thought this was the Hutchison game. And I was going to get very mad that Hutchison was going to play another no, Hutchison game Canada tonight against rival. Hutchison's game tonight. No, Hutchison's tonight. The Leafs play uh, the Bruins on Saturday, mm -hmm. and they have, I think, one day off, and then it's another back-to-back -back with the Bruins on the back half. Right. So they play the Bruins two times, two times in three games. So the Maple Leafs play the Bruins Saturday night in Toronto, and thanks to Crown Royal, you all have the chance to win tickets to the game. But it's not always about what you get. It's about what you give. As we've said, so we're going to be tweeting out the wow. link this afternoon. Like I said, click it. Tell tell Crown Royal in this contest, by the way, how you've been inspired to act generously, and you could be in the house for the huge game. Crown Royal, live generously. Life will treat you royally. So again, when we give you the link, make sure you tell us how you've been act, inspired to act generously in your life, and it can be anything. You can be anything you want. Why not? Whenever you've been generous, let us know. And also. If you could, uh, if you could help us out a little bit, when you do comment on the Facebook post, leave a little hashtag STP, just so they know who sent you. Mm -hmm. Cool. Why not? Why not? <laughs> hashtag STP. Hashtag why, why not? not? <laughs> so anyway, Leafs last night, Minnesota, yeah. not a real team. We'll get to that. Made up. Um, Fairy tale. So uh, the Leafs really don't know when a game starts. Oh my God! No. Are, are people are people saying that's a bad narrative? There is no difference between good things and bad things. You, you imbecile! You, you fucking moron! <laughs> what? Okay, what is that from? It's a drill tweet. It's a drill tweet. Can you turn off the fan? Oh yeah, sure. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> it's a it's a drill tweet, and it's like so so in the context because it took me a while to understand that tweet for anybody that that. You know, would need some context for that. Well, because Justin People Fisher brings it, it up once a day. Yeah, because it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But in this particular context, why do you use it there? What's it? Oh, it's a myth. Like, Is I'm it just, a myth? I just follow a bunch of people. Ooh, I'll just say hard of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I, dude. They've been scored on six. Uh, they've been scored on first six out of seven times. That's bad. Yeah. And the vast majority of them have been in the first five minutes. Yesterday was six. Come on, I don't. I don't care if they're out shooting them. But you know what? I do a little bit. You know what I care more about, though? It's priorities. Mm -hmm. That's priority two. Priority number one. Mm -hmm. Don't get friggin' scored on. Stop it! It's Minnesota. And oh, well, look at look at how and the the goal sucked ass. It was a bad Did goal. Did you see yeah. it? It was a bad goal. It was terrible. There's no one covering two guys. Two guys. Yeah, I don't understand how that happens. I, I don't. You know what it. the Leafs said? Freddie had no shot. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Abandon our coverage. Why not? Why not? Like communicate, do anything. Mm -hmm. I don't. I didn't even know who to blame it on. Who was the defense pairing out? Riley Cece? No, it was uh, uh, Muzzin, Barry wasn't. Muzzin. Yeah, okay. Muzzin was at one side of the net. Uh, Barry had a guy followed that guy. Matthews was also in front of the net, so it was two guys to one. Mm -hmm. And Barry had his guy put in the process. 
they somehow, in the span of a second, forgot about that one guy, both mm -hmm. of them, or Muzzin had to go through Matthews, and that was impossible. So all of a sudden, Freddy's facing an uncontested shot and a full screen. I'm sorry, that's a good start. Yeah, well, you know. No! No! Details! Is it that it's Details not... is what leads to shit like that. Is it that, Steve? Is it that they're not... It's not that they're not starting well. It's just that they don't defend well, so it's kind of par for the course throughout the entire game. They have no interest in defending, according to the Minnesota Wild oh, feed. that was great. Wes Walls. Uh, that's okay, though. Yeah. I don't I, mind home. I, mind, I don't mind home team broadcasters being homers. Yeah, I don't no. mind that and either. Boston's the worst for it. Well, because Jack but, Edwards is like, <laughs> Jack Edwards sometimes pushes it over the line, and you're like, man, like, one thing to support your team, another to be like, Roman Polak, you had that coming. Oh, we broke his neck. Oh, that's that's a shame. I will apologize for I it. Still, yeah. still say he had it coming. Oh, that's karma. Little hockey karma. But if you're, if you're a Boston Bruins fan, you love Jack Fuck Edwards. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. so I don't care. We have Joe Bowen. Joe's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's Jesse. You're like one of those politicians who compares like weed to crack. <laughs> you know, Joe Bowen is not Jack. Edwards. But I, I do it the other way. I say, you know, if weed's gonna be legal, legal, might as well legalize heroin and crack as well. Is Joe Bowen a gateway drug to Jack Edwards? <laughs> Man, first you're listening to Joe Bowen. Next, next thing you know. It's Jack Edwards with the Sirhan Sirhan. So thing. yeah, I don't mind that. About Matt, can I, I thought you were a little. I thought you were a little hard on them for being oh, fans I of wasn't the team. Hard on them. They fans were... of the team. Wes Walls used to play for the friggin' uh, Minnesota Wild. So he's yeah. a fan. So he's a fan of the team. That's true. And he's rooting for the team. And he's true. in broadcast booth. And he's also one of those guys that always got selected in expansion drafts. Mm -hmm. And he was selected like three different times. Like <laughs> he was, was always like the throw in at the trade too. Classic, classic, aw, I hope he plays on a good team one day, guy. Yeah, yeah. He had a few playoff runs. Sure. When I think Minnesota Detroit, randomly mm. decided to stop allowing goals. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Remember that? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, the Leafs have allowed the first goal in six of seven games. If you want to make the argument to me that they've started well, uh, you're, you're uh, sorry, flatly you're wrong. This it You're flatly looks, wrong. There, yeah. you're, there is no arguing it. You're wrong. And it's okay to be wrong, but back off. You're wrong. Yeah. They they've cleaned Don't it up be afterwards. Don't smug about how wrong you. Yeah. Were. Like. <laughs> that's not an insignificant number. No. Six of seven is something that's happening. And, that would be and for at least a year now. It's been shitty first five minutes. Yep. Shitty first five to ten, and then the remainder of the first is fuck 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 fuck. And then by the end of it, they often break even because mm -hmm. they're a good team. But it doesn't take away from the fact that they started shitty. And they're second in the league in scoring, so that takes up a lot of the... the That that gives them a lot of leeway to do some crazy shit. Because, I mean, last year, weren't they the highest scoring team in the league in the second period? And oh, it was like some that. crazy... <laughs> That's a very specific stat. Well, it was, it was some <laughs> they crazy, were last night. <laughs> it was some crazy stat because I remember hearing it going, that is bizarre. Yeah. But they were awful in the first, I believe in the second period, they would just explode. Yeah. Which um, is weird because Matthews in his... Uh, remember in his rookie year, like all his goals were first period. Yeah, yeah. He would always be the second person to score because it'd be somebody on the other team first, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then Matthews, he'd come back and tie it. It's true, very, very true. Now, um, I got a, I got a question about those tough starts, though. We we talk about commitment to defense. We talk about covering our guys. Um, there's another player on the ice that never gets brought up, or like has not got brought up in the slow starts category. Hmm. Not once this season, anyway. And that person is Freddie Anderson. Not this one. I agree. 
I think we need to start talking about Freddie Anderson being October Freddie Anderson. No, we absolutely do not. Yes, we do. No. I was having a That's con- also something that I've seen thrown around a thousand times. And no, he wasn't October Freddie Anderson last year. Not last year, but the year before and the year before that yeah. and the year before that. So maybe last year is just one one October that he happened to be oh, on. Oh, that's the outlier. That happens. Well, Adam, well, what are you saying? I was talking to Sean Tierney, charting hockey today. And he, he posted a, a graph sure, that I heat, understood. Heat map hockey? or No, it's charting Sorry, hockey. Go ahead. Heat map hockey. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty joke. I'm sure Sean appreciates it. It's great it. when people laugh. So Sean, Sean, um, Sean posted a... A graph that you can check out on his page at Charting Hockey, which you should follow, even if you don't fully understand everything. And this is why I reached out to Sean. Not only are we in the same fantasy hockey league together, see, this is why I'm I'm learning. Ah. But I reached out to him and said, "Listen, man, I what didn't... what did on ice Corsi in a fantasy <laughs> pool guy have to say? What did your backwards ass fantasy league have I to say? I got 16 shots, so I scored. Yeah. That no, doesn't. You were oh. on the ice for 16 <laughs> shots. What is?" What is in the presence of 16 shot attempts that don't even necessarily hit the net equals a goal? It's a Jonas, I have to say. It's a Jonas Hoagland goal. <laughs> right? What? He's, he was a Swedish winger in the late 90s who basically was a passenger for, on the Sunday line for three years. Um, Tierney says this. I said, also, Listen, once got traded by the Leafs, except the trade didn't go through because the fax machine broke. Mm. Said, hey, man, I got a question for you regarding your graph this morning on goalies, specifically Freddie Anderson. Does your graph show that he hasn't totally been up to his normal plays? Like, hey, Adam, yeah, that's right. I have Anderson as six more goals allowed than we'd expect based on the quality and quantity of shots he's faced. And I said, that's interesting. Um, is that based on him or is that team play? Like, can you isolate a goalie? Mm. And he said, uh, only Dubnik, Holtby, and Bobrovsky, and Brassois. Brassois! Brassois. Lawnart Brassois. Have been worse. And by the way, <laughs> Pens fans, Brassois. One of the worst in terms of expected goals against. Just throwing that out there. He, yeah. But he they said it's worse. If a goalie a is facing... He plays for the Jets, Adam. I know, but oh, the Pens but beat, beat him. Oh, they remember, okay. they're like, oh, we beat the Jets 7-4. Lauren Bassoit. Adam versus Pittsburgh is not what I. Someone predicted. asked for a T-shirt. If a goalie, we make it? Adam versus Pittsburgh. <laughs> no, no, no. Laurent Brassoit. Brassoit team. Yeah. Brassoit team. We should make it. So he said, if a goalie is facing more quality shots, we expect them to allow more goals. This chart accounts for it, which is why John Gibson is always always looks great, even though Anaheim hangs him out to dry. Um, he said, and I, I was like, that's pretty incredible data. He said, basically, Toronto is managing shot quantity and quality well. But they've been let down by Anderson so far. He does this every year and it never lasts long. He's more of a November guy. I do believe it this year. I believe it. It's just the first goal last night. I don't like, know. Oh, and I'm not saying the first oh, goal okay, last good, night. Good, good, but good. maybe we ought to mention it. He's Dude, he's had some really bad goals going. He's, he let in two goals over the course of the entire preseason. Everybody thought, ah, Freddie's Freddy's bad. I don't one, think he's there yet. Or one goal. Yeah. Uh, like the Shattenkirk goal uh, from Tampa. Ooh. I still say it's more of an indictment of Riley. That was terrible. Jesus. Freddie's yeah, Freddy, stop You got to have that. Um, and there was one... It was one of the earlier games of the season. I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it the first game? Was it Ottawa? It was just a shot. Like, it was just mm-hmm. a coming-down-the-wing shot. And not from Phil Kessel. Like, that's not supposed to go in. Right. Not on a guy who... I've, I keep calling him a top-10 goalie in the league. He's at least top-15. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without question. My only thing is that I look at the Leafs' losses, 
the Montreal, St. Louis, Tampa. And I don't pin any of them on Freddie. Yeah, well, Montreal, definitely not. He wasn't in that. But... Oh, yeah, he wasn't in that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. okay, he might be slow, but he hasn't cost them any games. Yeah. But what if was he's... it? St. Louis was the other one? Yeah, St. Yeah. Louis and yeah. Tampa are the only two losses he has this year. But in seven games, if he's led in six more goals over the course of not seven games, I guess, for him. <laughs> yeah. But that, he was led in six more goals than they expected. Forcing overtime against Tampa. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. No, I... Listen. It's small sample size. He hasn't size. been wonderful. No. He's still been... He's been good enough. Absolutely. No he's question. Good enough. Every game they should have won, they should have won. Yeah. 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 Basically. Yeah. Except for the Montreal one, but that yeah. wasn't him. It wasn't him. Every exactly. Friday start, yes. Yeah. Um, you mentioned it before. Mike Babcock making the change for Trevor Moore. When you saw that, did you go, okay, great, this lasts a shift? Because <laughs> that's my instant thought. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to try this like he tried Batan for 30 seconds last year. No, because uh, uh, last night was an ice surfing night, which is chaos. So I, I missed his, uh, I missed Moore's first shift. Oh. And I just see all these tweets. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I look up, and sure enough, like, I think their first shift of the second period yeah. goes well, and, in. And the interesting part about it is I've never seen John Tavares shoot a puck like that. How? That's why I almost gave him the crown. I'm like, you can shoot? Dude. What? Oh, he could shoot. But, but like, not a clap. The one where I, he, I didn't know he had that. When he scored from, like, the boards? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that never happens. Right, if you're a captain, you got to be on the bench like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Trevor Moore working in the corner, the stick lit. Dude, he bombed a clapper from a shit spot on the ice. That Trevor and it went Moore, bar down. That Trevor Moore didn't touch. It was swinging around the boards. <laughs> Trevor Moore stepped over it. And, which was the right thing to do. Uh, yes, it was intentional. Yes. He did it intentionally. We're giving him credit watch, for not yes, touching the ball. Watch dude, play. Yeah, Look yeah, up yeah, yeah, got yeah, it. Fine. Yes, fine. we got to give that. Right. We got to give that. But then, yeah. He, but, well, it was probably <laughs> Tavares in the first place. who was like, don't touch. Yeah, right. I, leave it. I don't know. But I have never seen John Tavares, at least as a Leaf. I'm sure Islander fans saw it for years. I never saw him do that. Never seen him do that. That That is one encouraging thing. I mean, the defense is still a, a work in progress. But the Leafs offensively, and especially on the power play, although that was an even strength goal, I'm like, oh, you got a new bag of tricks. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know Tavares had a clapper like that. I didn't know uh, Janssen had the shot that we saw on the power play against Tampa. I didn't know he had that little spinorama move to Marner. I didn't know Marner had this kind of shot. I didn't know Matthews had that kind of one-timer. Uh, an already lethal team has got a brand new bag of tricks. It's great. It's a lot of fun. It's really good. Now, a lot of fun. Um, are we surprised, and do we believe that Mike Babcock sticks with this? Because usually we have to wait till about game 40, 45, before he makes any changes to the lineup. I'm not surprised. You're not surprised. Why is that? Well, he likes more. Mm -hmm. We know that he likes more. And what changed my opinion, because um, I think only two games ago, I was like, no, give him a chance. They look fed up. That line looks fed up. Marner looks fed up. Tavares looks fed up. We uh, talked about that a little bit, yeah. that picture that's been circulating. Yeah. Well, and Kapanen's too good of a player and too valuable of a player to this team to have his confidence assassinated so early in the season. Like, do you think he feels good about himself right no, now? No, he doesn't. That's terrible. And he's, like, out there killing a penalty right after Tavares scores that goal or something like that. Can't feel good to be Kasperi Kapanen. And, like, he knows. He knows what people are saying. Um, but, I mean, Trevor Moore earned his, earned his spot. It's going to be hard to send him down to the fourth line. I don't think Trevor Moore is going to the fourth line. Zach Hyman probably gets eased back in. Well, I also think that Mikheyev goes to the fourth line. 
Where do, oh, where does, so what would I don't be, know. So when Hyman comes back, which looks like it's sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. where are we putting Kapanen and Moore? I think you put Kapanen, Moore, and Kerfoot together on the third. Not listen. I'm not asking people to like this, right? But I don't. I also don't hate a guy as good as Mikheyev on the fourth line. Someone's going to get injured at some point, so that's not going to last forever. Sure. But pretty sweet line to have. And and Mikheyev, you got to remember the guy's like not even ten games into his NHL career. He's the guy that slides. This isn't. I just don't feel like this is the team that we see in December. Like personnel wise, you think there's a trade coming? Ah, there's something up. There's something very strange. Now, if Steve says this for 20 games, Jesse, and it happens, mm-hmm. does that mean he was right? Or I did said he, December. Or did he hold uh, on to his prediction long enough? Because that's what I'm I, saying, 20 games from If now. you say something for long enough, <laughs> it'll probably just come true. I think like, this, <laughs> this team isn't the team we see in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. It just can't. Man, that's like that's Brian Burke-esque. You know, <laughs> in 2025, Matthews deals up. So You know, I She's drafted leaving. someone in 2004. And they're in the league right now, so I think I know what I'm talking I might, about. I might know a thing or two, <laughs> buckaroo. So, buckaroo. Um, Can you guys not shit on a Rodgers employee? <laughs> no, I would, call him, I would say this to his face. Hey, Berkey. Hey, Berkey. Stop, stop uh, arousing the anxiety of Leafs Nation. Um, uh, <laughs> From Morgan Riley ties a franchise record for assists in, the, in a period with four. Mm-hmm. And very nondescript. I almost forgot to mention it in the video today. Because they were all secondary assists. Yeah, no one's making a big deal of it, but it's a it's a good thing. Franchise record. Uh, Marner gets his first point five on five yep. later in the game. Another thing I wasn't worried about. Uh, yeah, no. Um, and it was Power nice play to, goals count. And yeah, exactly. It, it was counts. nice. I think we yeah. I think because we are predisposed to and I think believe in what advanced stats bring. Yeah. For a long time, power play points inflated a player's. To- point totals. Yes. So it made you think the player was better than they really were. Like Jason Allison's a perfect example of that. Not a oh, great player, but good on the power play. Hmm. Um, and was a was a good player for his time. But then when the game sped up, you're like, whoa, he can't really skate anymore. Yeah. But he's like a good pivot on the power play, I guess. Uh, and still scored sixty something points with the Leafs that one year. Um, That's the, a, I, some people. I, I this this is gonna make me sound so old. But the the first like month or so of the 0506 season was so trippy as a hockey fan. Because you just watched so many guys who, like, they were older, but they were still good, and they have just taken a year off, and the rules have changed hardcore. Yeah. And they hit the ice, and you're like, oh, they're off to a slow start. And after, like, a month, you're like, oh, they don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they can't do it anymore. Yeah, it's just, like, it's gone. Like, it was was a huge... It's the biggest change the sports scene rules-wise, I think, in my lifetime. Ever. Ever yeah. at one time, yeah. Ever, ever. All uh, at since once. the forward yeah. pass, yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> all at once. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's uh, it was it was sort of. I think what I was what I was going for there is you know Sorry. we put a lot <laughs> into five on five, right? It's like, well, how are they doing five on five? Because that's a true indication of how how great they are as a player, and I think that's very true. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we discount the other thing. It's sort of an adjunct. It's like, and they get a bunch of power play points. Right. I. Listen, I know Marner's good. Mm-hmm. I know Tavares is good. Yeah, I know Kapanen's good. It's, they didn't work. It's the yeah, it's the Ryan Dezingles of the world that you don't want to trade for because they've got inflated power play points. Mm-hmm. But you oh, know that, Mitch Marner's good. Well, he's yeah. a guy that had twenty five goals last year. Come on, yeah. somebody had to be scoring. Except now and he's was on him. Carolina, so I assume he's amazing. He probably have a million. Yeah. Um, but the but I. In this regard, you knew Marner was going to come around on this. Yeah. You knew Tavares was going to come around. And Mar- good. I think Tavares has quietly, quietly had a point a game anyway. Yeah. 
Oh, that's, um, unless Marinson had an assist last night, which I don't think he did, mm-hmm. every single player who has skated for the Toronto Maple Leafs this season has at least a point. Really? Already. And, like, consider how many players have played, and that's all the, like, Justin Hall's got a point, um, Sandine had a point, um, all the guys getting the fourth line auditions. Marinson, I think, is the only one. Really? Unless he has a point. Are you saying? Uh, I'm looking right now. Marinchin is the only one who does not have a point. Yeah. And Freddie and Hutchison don't have an assist yet. Okay. I know. It's a, so, it's a shame. Hutchison th- is looking for his first career point. He's going to get it against Boston so, Saturday night. So if Mitch Marner starts with a Wait, slow... Wait, no, he's not. Tonight. If Mitch Marner starts with a slow seven games... Yes. Does it make you feel better that he's still leading the team in points? Right? Like <laughs> he's got three goals and six assists. That's supposedly a slow start. Yeah, I was about to say, is it a slow start? It's not. People keep saying that, but it's not. He's, he's been what fine. is expected of him? I don't listen, I don't It's the contract. I don't really feel bad for him. This is No When you ask for that amount of money, you ask for this. Yeah. And what is expected of him is to be a top ten scorer in the league. That's it. That's literally it. And also, like, are you new here? Like his power play scoring is gonna slow down. His five-on-five scoring is going to pick up, and it'll still be right around the same pace. That's what's going to happen. Morgan Riley already has nine assists. He's second in team scoring, only because he has doesn't have a goal. Second in team scoring and first tied for first in the league in assists. And Matthews is, I think, a goal behind James Neal. Uh, <laughs> he's got seven goals in seven games. Oh, my God. Um, Read out his shooting percentage. His shooting percentage. Who, James Neal or Matthews? Boston Matthews. It's, oh. it's actually... Lower than I would have thought. Okay. But still pretty high. 21.9%. That is lower than I thought. Like when That's still cons- very high. He's, right. He's had the most shots in the team with 32. He shoots the lights out. He does. He takes a lot of shots. He does. But, you know, w- when you consider that, like, Crosby's, like, a, usually, what, a 15 or 16? Like, the best shooting percentages in the league are, like, yeah, I guess between 15 and 18, roughly. And you, and you would expect Matthews to be at that. So if he only yeah. goes down, like, three percentage points, it's not bad. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Cools off. <laughs> what a freaking monster. Nobody's taking 32 shots, and it's still up at 21. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's crazy. It's he crazy. so good. Yeah. And his face-off percentage is interesting. I'm just looking at it right now. 60 percent, which go. is a phony stat. That yeah, Elliot we were Friedman's talking. About, it is a phony talking stat. Talking about, yeah, yeah. It's baloney. We were talking about that at the game. Yeah, I was like, okay, uh, I think it was a Spezza face-off, and I'm like, okay, who won that? Mm-hmm. So how did you? How was so it? in the I think it was the first 31 thoughts of the season. Elliot had as one of his points that the NHL and most teams count face-off wins differently. Yeah, the NHL has very specific rules on. If uh, if a puck is one to your team's side, but the other team's player collects it, it goes towards the other team. But it has to be cleanly enough for to say that they have possession. So it could still be on your side. The other team wins it in a scrum. But since it was like on your side, so you can win a face off being fast. You, yeah, essentially. So like, because I, I wonder... guess it's about who who gets possession, but also about the direction that the puck went. So there's like there's so many little things that most teams have their own internal face-off stats. So they, they'll they be like... All teams have their own internal stats. Yeah, yeah all because teams Because the have, public yeah. stats are trash. Right, right. Damn, so, that's why I'm extra skater, man. Yeah. Oh, there was a little... May they recipe. So yeah, when you oh, look at face-off stats, you gotta See, take it with a grain of salt. What I would want to track, I think, I think, is possession after the face-off. Mm-hmm. 
I want the possession after the. I don't care who won the actual battle. I think we're focusing on something that doesn't matter. What matters is you get possession. So, and if you're a team, you probably think the exact same way, and that's what you track. Right? I wonder if that's what they do. Because yeah. I would want. Because and, and then if there's if there's like a battle along the boards right away, I would count that as a nil, like nothing. I'd be curious. That's to know not. Like... That's not a one mm-hmm. or a loss. It's just. But there. the NHL is like no. Every time there's a face off, somebody's a winner and somebody's a loser. So we got to rate it somehow. Like, yeah. and what, what <laughs> center, like, is there a center in the league that is super shafted or super helped out by their wingers? Like, what if the center is a good face-off guy, but their wingers are useless at retrieving the puck? Right. Maybe the best face-off guy in the league is a defenseman. But, well, <laughs> well, think, <laughs> about, it up. think about that for a team like Minnesota, who we have to talk about. Minnesota is one of the slowest teams in the league. So if they can't get to their own puck, let's say Kevin Fiala magically dresses against them, and he's quite fast. That was a weird scratch. <laughs> that was a weird scratch. Yeah. Interesting. Wonder mm-hmm. if there's something going on there. Um, Kevin Fiala is one of the faster guys on that team. Is he not? He's one of the... He, like, he's not bad, man. He's a good player. Yeah. Just never really put it together. Let's say Kasperi Kapanen is mm-hmm. on the Leafs. And Alexander Kerfoot loses the initial faceoff, but Kapanen is able to intercept it as it goes back to the defense. Yeah. So their team save percentage and that player save percentage is going to be further down just based on the fact that they are slow. Well, what was that? There was a goal. There was a goal a few years ago. I want to say Connor Brown got it, and it was off of a faceoff they lost on purpose. If you lose a faceoff on purpose and it leads to a goal for you, you won the faceoff. You won the goal. You didn't win the faceoff. Mm, but no. the puck where, went where you wanted it to go. That's isn't that what a faceoff still, is? Still lost faceoff. I think it's possession. It should go, come down to possession. I guess. I guess which yeah, is hard to match team. in hockey. I don't know. It's tough. Uh, can I read you an article that is very short because it's one paragraph? Please. Uh, which is why I don't feel bad about reading the whole thing. This is from Greg Wyshynski of ESPN. Uh, boo. Boo. <laughs> on the note of um, in-house analytics versus public analytics uh, from ESPN. The NHL tells ESPN that it's investigating an apparent change in the way shot distance is being measured in its game summaries. This week... The hockey analytics community noted a dramatic shift in shot distance, including video evidence that shots in the crease were being measured as having been several feet away. This could corrupt advanced stats like expected goals and goalie analytics like high danger saves, uh, like high danger saves. After observing the videos, the NHL is looking at potential catalysts. So basically, uh, variances in the NHL's tracked data could ruin just a bunch of public stats. Wow. So we could be looking at stuff that's just... Garbage. Well, oh. and there was another one. I want to say Corey Snedger, whose last name I can never pronounce, point, pointed out... <laughs> at she, what on Twitter? Uh, I think that's what it is. At Corey Snedger. <laughs> one of those names that has an S followed by a Z. Ah, Polish. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's usually Polish. There's yeah. an upside down letter in there. Yeah. yeah. Weird one of those weird accent. Hungarian. They all have like those like in that. They're all from that area. That's the, that, those, from... those vowels don't go together. No, no. Those consonants. <laughs> so consonants, I mean, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, probably vowels too. Um, uh, I don't remember where I was going with that. Oh, uh, the time on ice. He was, he was showing like the time on, uh, you know how the... The game sheet will show you each shift when it began and ended for mm-hmm. every player. <laughs> he posted one. He's like, there's the guy on the bench. No or, way. Or it was like, no, the guy was, it said his shift had just started. And he's like streaking down the wing on the other side of the ice. 
So he couldn't have possibly just jumped on the ice. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the... If you're using public data, you need to take everything with a grain of salt because the NHL's public data is garbage. And they don't seem... I don't know what's in it for them to to really improve the public data. Like, yeah. what's in it? Can right? they make any money off the public data? No. Well, yeah, and you got to spend they, money to make it And it seems good. like it t- takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Even to get it wrong. Cody Cece <laughs> might rule. <laughs> like, we don't know. No, we don't know. We should ask Berkshire. Uh, can I just read the piece it's from one Elliot? Analytic, it's one... Stat tracker who just hates him. <laughs> oh, I just hate Cody Ceci. He cheered against the 67s in junior. He just hated him. I found the quote here just to wrap the conversation. He said, uh, according to the league's, league's guidebook, a face-off win occurs when the actions of the center result in his team gaining possession of the puck following puck drop or when the face-off center clearly causes the puck with or, with or without retaining possession to travel in an intended direction. So what if the center falls down at the face-off circle and his winger goes whoops and just swoops in and collects it? The center had nothing to do with it. Then it's a win. But he, he didn't touch the puck. But he could also intend the puck to go forward, and if he makes it go forward, then it's also a win. But his team might not get it. So there you go. Yeah, because he made the puck go where he wanted it to go. Yes. Face-off circle. So, yeah, that's the NHL. Yeah. No, that's garbage. <sighs> Michael Hutchison has the toughest job in the league. Tracking face-off sets yes, from Mike yeah. Babcock. <laughs> <laughs> That's his job? Oh, my yes. God. He's got to do it? Why do, they, why do they give that clip? Why do they bother giving that clip? Is that really? They, he's not doing that. He's not doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've never seen that? He's sitting there with the baseball cap, and he's got his little clipboard, and he's like, fuck my life. <laughs> why am I doing this? I don't know why they bother with that anymore, because <laughs> they have someone for that. They've got, like, 40 people in that. And 800 cameras. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, you don't those are your that. teammates. <laughs> Those are your teammates. Uh, yeah, my best friend Austin Matthews won every one of his face-offs. He is great. <laughs> star. Gold star. Yeah. <laughs> Pulls out a different marker. Yeah. <laughs> Tavares is the captain, so yeah, I'm going to give him a smiley face. <laughs> Boy, that Freddie Anderson is looking pretty weak. He has stickers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kerfoot. I don't really know you yet. Yeah. <laughs> you so you're just at a 50. <laughs> Um, actually, Kerfoot's uh, apparently, according to the NHL.com, Kerfoot's um, under 50% in uh, faceoff. It. 46. Nylander's 43. But nope. look at this. Goche at 60%. Nicholas Short, 60%. Or 59. Nicholas Short. Yeah, 60's extremely high. 43's really low. They'll probably One will come down, one will come up. So, let me ask you this. Really important question. Minnesota fans, let me ask you this. Ooh. Look into the camera. Is Ryan Hartman a big baby? Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That, that's what she wanted to ask. Is Ryan Hartman she's a big baby? Nodding into the camera. Uh, I think Hold he's on. upset. Let me, well, let me read the quote. I think he's mad on and offline. If a Leaf said this, would you say, that Leaf guy sure is a big baby? Oh, if a Leaf said that, all of Western Canada and Quebec would take the day off work and be like, all right, let's, <laughs> let's get online, let's get to work. Get you on. bunch of, oh my God. Grant McCagg would have a friggin' Tim field day. Oh my, Jonathan Druan would never say that. <laughs> Noted better player than almost everyone except for Austin Matthews would never say that. Um, um, so but Minnesota. At, at Russo Hockey, Michael Russo is one of the best reporters in the business. Oh yeah. He is, so phenomenal. Uh, a real like, good year. like a just unbelievable. Anyway, 
he said um, maybe the best single article of 2019 so far. The Paul Fenton article. Yeah. Oh my Just god. Our whole show was based on that. Good shit. So real good shit. At Russo Hockey, you should follow him even if you don't follow the Wild. Just because the guy is so good. Anyway, he's like, uh, he Hartman accusing accused Muzzin of diving. So you, you we're talking about the play where if you've never seen it, Hartman is going up the ice. He gets hit. Um, loses his stick. He was hurt too, so he was. He, he was says ma- he was hurt. Uh, you seem and he did. Wait, he mad. He did wait on the ice a while to see if the, ri- the 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 whistle would blow. Did you notice that there was a little bit of a pause? Oh, you think? Oh, I, did he? Are you accusing Ryan Hartman of diving? I'm not accusing him of dar- diving. I'm accusing him of being a good salesman, and <laughs> good for him. Everybody is now. That's uh, how I the that's Nas. how the league works. If that's an insult, Nazem Kadri, we we. <laughs> We put Nazem Kadri on the pedestal for being able to do that. I don't think that's an insult. It was his Halloween costume. <laughs> Thank you. Painting it. Um, so Hartman is then mad and goes up the ice mm-hmm. when Jake Muzzin turns around, grabs his shoulder a little bit, and Jake Muzzin, who is a tree. <laughs> oh, uh, with a beard. He's a bearded tree. Flips around unlike a tree. And falls. Yes. And, no, no, and I Hartman, got touched. And Hartman doesn't have a stick, and then he gets a stick at the bench and realizes he's been called, and he does the, ah, ah this oh, is my right no good, away. very bad day. Yeah. And so after the game, and by the way, the Leafs scored almost like five seconds after that power that penalty was called. It yeah. was like, bang, Negated uh, breakaway, too. Yeah. Oh, oh. So he said, uh, Hartman accused Muzzin of diving. Uh Quote, it was embarrassing on his part. He knows what happened. And if you saw after the goal, they actually went to Hartman. And I, I think they always try to get the camera away when you can lip read. Because mm. he said, you fucking dove. I didn't fucking touch you. No. <laughs> yeah. And Boudreaux didn't let Hartman off the hook for grabbing Muzzin. He said there was no need for it. We had a breakaway uh, completely all the way uh, in. So That's a coach who's getting fired, could- by the way. I See, let's get he to that in a second. Be, but yeah. Let's get to that in a second. It could have been a 2-2 game, maybe. Um, if Donato scores there, you don't know. You just don't know. But in all in all honesty, I was joking about the baby thing. Ryan Hartman has... He this, takes too many penalties he, in general. He does. So yeah, you were talking about that in your video. This guy seems like a guy Takes like who, 30 minors a year. Like, even after the game, Ryan, yeah. that's the wrong move. He was, he was hot. It's the wrong move. They, that team doesn't you gotta sound own very happy. Um, I don't expect they should be. Bruce Boudreaux looks friggin' miserable. He won't stick up for Hartman. Hartman, who's playing on like his fourth or fifth team mm-hmm. after being a first round, the type of guy to get drafted in the first round. And if you want him in a trade, you got to pay a first rounder to get him. And then he was like a waiver claim yeah. or something like that. Uh, he's not awesome. I don't know if he's even going to play every night. He was supposed to be Minnesota a power Wild. forward too. So here's... Here's Bill Guerin is ready to just light a stick of dynamite under that team. Well, I think he needs to. Yeah. Bruce Boudreaux said this after the game, and I thought this was, beyond the, the Hartman quote, this was to me mm-hmm. the most telling thing. He said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that he wished he had some sort of magic potion to make the team faster. It's <laughs> very funny. Is, is that potion um, scratch Kevin Fiala? Well, that's, yeah, but you're right. Kevin Fiala, if you do want a faster team, Fiala's got to play. I feel bad. There's there's a couple guys in that team who are very Fenton guys, and he's maybe the poster boy of them. Boudreaux? No, uh, Fiala. Yeah. It's got to be tough to be those guys. Yeah. It's got to be tough to be uh, Fenton's kid, who is the head of scouting. Is he still? Still the head of scouting. Oh, God. Um, and, and I don't know whether he's good or not. I don't know. 
He could be great, but it's still got to be tough. Now, is that, a, is that a situation you even with, be with a guy like Ryan Hartman with a team like this where they're at? You, you just mentioned Bruce Boudreau being on, um, being potentially on the hot seat. And there's another coach on the hot seat that I want to talk about a little bit later. But mm-hmm. Bruce Boudreau for now, I find his quotes always very refreshing and very honest. But I think especially, especially in now. Yeah. He, he's literally still an openly fan. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's coach of the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> but I think he looks at it and is going, you know what? I'm just going to say what I think at this point because I could lose my job. Um, I'm he's... a pretty good coach, and I want any prospective team that wants to hire me to say, well, at least he knew what was wrong. He's Because that's, that's the thing. You don't get hired in the NHL if they think you're out of touch. He's speaking his mind and not sticking up for his guys. Mm-hmm. He coaches a shitty team. And Poorly the GM in charge is not the GM who hired him. He's gone. He'll go somewhere somewhere else and have success, yep. but he's gone. Yep. It's done. He's one of the best regular season coaches there is. Seriously. Truly is. Seriously. You know, Caps, Ducks, um, like truly great. And he has postseason success until the seventh game. And of if the he ever round. wins the Stanley Cup, it'll be in six. <laughs> <laughs> it'll have to be. You might be able to say the same about Babs. Imagine that. Oh. <laughs> Listen, How many games have How many games have uh, wins did Babs have in Detroit? I don't know. You'd have to ask Justin Ablicator. Good question. I don't know. <laughs> Justin Ablicator wouldn't answer uh, questions about Babcock. <laughs> there was a quote today uh, from uh, Gustav Nyquist. He's being used on the penalty kill in Columbus. Um, and I've, He's... Gustav Nyquist. Yeah. He mm-hmm. plays for who? Columbus. I forgot. They still have a wow. hockey team if you weren't aware. Yeah. yeah. I like, totally Gus forgot. Gus Nyquist yeah. is a Columbus Blue Jacket he now. Was the, he was like their big get this summer. They had a tough summer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they but, struck out on a few. But they got a guy. And lost everybody. Yo, full full marks to them for going for it, though. I still appreciate the hell out of oh, that. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Uh, and uh, I guess he's being used on a penalty kill, and he's been decent so far. And... Um, Supposedly, Tortorella went, how come you weren't used on the penalty kill elsewhere? And he said, stupid coaches. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good line. <laughs> and I'm like, Torts probably love that. Uh, Torts probably love that. I don't know about uh, Blaschel or Babcock. Well, yeah. uh, uh, from what I understood, Blaschel is supposedly, he was like Babcock Jr., right? Like they <laughs> when, when he took over, they thought, oh, he's very similar. So... I don't know. I don't know if that actually ended up being true. I haven't paid enough attention to Detroit. I'm sure oh, our Wing Wheel podcast friends could tell us. Yes. By the way, if you're a Detroit fan, check them out. They're amazing. Um, so, if you're Minnesota, tell me Quit. how. Oh, sorry. Tell me how. Remember, they're so good that they didn't even oh, bother shit, making the playoffs. They're about to go on a heater. Damn it! No, I jinxed uh. them. If Bruce Boudreau gets fired, tell me how this gets better. It doesn't. Oh, but that's like every coach firing ever. Except for t- uh, uh, Pittsburgh a couple or, years ago. Sorry, that's like every good coach getting fired ever. Like Joel Quinville. Yeah, that was dumb. They weren't like, oh yeah, this will solve everything. Maybe it's just time. You know what I mean? Does it sometimes just wear thin and that's it and you've sometimes expired? Sometimes it's just time. Sometimes it's just time. And other times, like, it's a bit of a mercy firing. Like Bruce Boudreaux, like, him coaching the Minnesota Wilds is a waste of time. That's a good coach. He belongs with a with a playoff team. He belongs in the I'll say the Stanley Cup conversation for a guy who's never won a game seven. I don't care. He's a great coach. He knows how to coach teams to presidents trophies. Mm-hmm. That's something. 
What, you wouldn't trade places with the President's Trophy <laughs> team right now in Minnesota? 100%. You know what I mean? Um, now that's It's not... a waste of time for a coach as good as Bruce Boudreaux to be on a team that shitty. And it is not his fault that this team is so poorly constructed. Yeah. And they uh-huh. have a goalie, too. Like, they do. Man, a lot of shitty teams, like, they can't stop a beach ball. Like, Dubnik that's not is their... just... And a great defense core. Yeah, and he and you saw how good John Gibson was mm-hmm. last year for his team to not make the playoffs. If Dubnik is... 85% of that, which is a lot of percent of that, they're, they're going to get crushed. They're going to get crushed. What's interesting, too, is that there is a lot of speed available on in, like, fringe positions. Where yeah. where the Wild seem to get hurt the most is slow. I mean, they've got slow centermen, but slow wings, and especially when it comes to their depth. But it's not like you can't find speedy depth out there. I mean, look what the Leafs have mm-hmm. with their... With lines five and six, but they just they just don't have room on their roster. Like they have so many guys in their mid twenties and early thirties locked up for multiple years time. that they they can't just take on waivers guys because there's nowhere to play. They were able to get Matt Zuccarello because they pulled a Brinks truck up to his house. Right, but, other but than I him, I didn't like, understand that. Why did they like I didn't understand when then that signing happened. I don't know if we talked about it much at the time. I understood it from his perspective. He wanted a big old bunch of money. But I don't know why you sign there if you want to win. For them. I think you want a big old bunch of money. Yeah, for them it made no sense. Yeah. To lock up a 32-year-old for, what is it, five years at six million. Who signed that? Was it Garen or was that a Fenton? That was a Fenton deal. That was Fenton. Oh, my God. Why did they let him? And then the one thing that kept making the rounds yesterday was the average age of the team, which is 29th in the league. Their average age is 29.6. Oh, you don't want to be old and shit. Yeah, so they're old and bad and they have so many contracts for multiple years like you're that run half a decade well parise's oh. contract expires the same year as tavares oh that is <laughs> oh my god what that's disgusting what you just said 24 Stop that. 25 Can we delete that <laughs> what yeah when does spurgeon kick in next year right next year and it's for till what six years uh yes <sighs> It and goes he, to the end of cap friendly. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be there till he's like thirty six, and he's twenty nine already. Here's he's twenty nine. So, Suter's deal expires when Parise does. And, and love Matt Zuccarello. Love Matt Zuccarello. I think he's a great player. But at thirty two, you sign him to a five year contract. It's ridiculous. I mean, they could trade him. I'm sure there were other teams who wanted him. Yeah, they probably like he probably just wanted the fifth year. It was like wow, the Leafs got Marlowe. but you get burned on that fifth year. It's that extra year that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Jason Zucker, man. man, they're lucky they didn't trade him because they probably would have blown that. They one, have but he's one, a good player. One contract coming off the books this offseason, and it's Miko Koivu. Oh. Like they, they've been set up to not succeed. Victor Rask, this year, next year, and the year after, is making four million a year. There's not there's not room so, to play with. There's you just gotta sell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're about to go hamster Huey and the gooey kablooey. What, what is that? <laughs> it is I think it's a fictional book from the Calvin and Hobbes series. Okay. They're about to go hamster Huey and the gooey kablooey. Suter Suter's contract sucks too. Yeah. Um but uh full marks he, he didn't look good last night. <laughs> Did he? Well, he broke up that three he on did, one. Yeah. Oh, that was I, cool. I just kept watching Leafs go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, very, very interesting yeah. stuff. There's a, it's a, it's a fascinating situation there. Um, the other guy, and I think we should bring this up now, is is John Hines. And I know we kind of touched on it last episode. Interesting. Situation. But John Hines, yeah, New Jersey's weird, right? There's a lot of roster turnover, goaltending suspect, assistant coach turnover, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Their goaltending poo. 
Um, and then they replace... They have an, an assistant GM fill in as an assistant coach. Yeah. Because Tom think, Fitzgerald... Yeah. Former is, Leaf. If you didn't know this, Tom Fitzgerald is now, as the assistant GM, joining John Hines on the staff now. Mm-hmm. Which is super interesting. He wants to see who's going to actually be playing Does that mean... Them. Do you think that means that they're looking at John or the players? The players, 100%. You think so? Yeah. it's. Yeah. I want an up-close look at who's actually playing for this team because they're not playing up to their ability. Tom I'm going to go down there and see what's happening. He's, he's the assistant GM. He was probably consulted and gave his opinion as to, yeah, we should get this guy. We should get that guy. We should. He's He's got to find out why it's not working. 100%. Ooh. Ooh. You're already there. Yeah. Ugh. Well, better to nip it now. Hundred percent. If you're going to make mistakes in life, make them quickly. It's I a small sample size is the it, the difference between a small sample size and not a small sample size is a small sample size. Yeah. You start your season with four bad games. That's a small sample size. Six. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's the difference of two games. But like, if you come out of your first six with one win, you're in shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. How many teams recover from that, really? You don't. It's, and, oh, well, there's this I mean, example and that did. example. But, well, even them. Like, I don't know if they only had one win in six. No, I don't think so. They All were right. just consistently kind of shitty. But, but they've proven that you can be the worst team in the NHL in January Flip and win a Stanley Cup. They were weird. If they you can find a Jordan Bennington. Right. If yeah. you can find a goalie. Find the best goalie in the world. Exactly. Um, I got to ask you this. Yeah. You guys remember our conversation about Cody Cece? Because you talk about the Leafs getting squirrely, right? Uh, last episode, we were talking about uh, we were talking about defense. We were talking about I mean, Ian Tulloch's been all over the Riley pair, uh, Riley Cece pairing about gap control. Yeah, they're booty. And we're talking about what'll happen when Travis Dermott comes back. I don't know if that was last episode or the episode before. It doesn't really matter. The point is, we were talking about. Why why is Cody CC a leaf? We're going back to this. And is there something up to go to Steve's conspiracy theory? Now the Leafs cap situation with Cody CC is interesting because I thought that they couldn't um that they couldn't get away from Cody CC this past summer and it turns out I was right. Okay? Oh, okay. So the pu- the pension plan puppets put this out there. It's a lot of peas. But essentially the idea is because Ottawa had already qualified Cody CC they couldn't, the Leafs couldn't walk away from that. When you already qualify a player and then trade him, you can't get away from it. And the thinking was, if they went to arbitration, he makes over $5 million rather than $4.5. Oh my so God. they had to sign him to that so that he wouldn't make more in arbitration. Ugh. So that's, that's the basic thing. And so um, one of our li- a lot of our listeners have a really great understanding of the cap, and I'm so fucking thankful for it because they'll always slide into my DM and be like, hey, I don't want to be that guy. I'm like, please be that guy. If but, we were listeners of our own show, we'd be bottom half in terms of Oh, intelligence? Smart. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this comes from Chewy. Uh, he's a long, long time listener, always comes out to the events. What's oh, up, Chewy? Chewy. Uh, the last thing, he said, basically, we were talking about Leafs, if they traded Cody CC, I said, because they're an LTIR, probably wouldn't get any cap relief. And that's not true. He said, the thing about LTIR is that it basically makes the Leafs salary cap fixed. From now until the end of the season, or until they trade Clarkson or Horton, the Leafs salary cap will be just under the $81.5 million limit. That can change... Uh, what could change, though, is how much of that salary cap they've used in LTIR, and this LTIR pool is $10.5 million. Then the Leafs have just paid David Clarkson $2 million not to play hockey. And now looping back to CeCe, while trading him won't affect the limit, 
What it does free is a sliver of money owed to him. If the Leafs do nothing with that sliver, then Clarkson will cost the Leafs $4 million owed to CC for the remainder of the year. However, that $4 million can be used for whatever player the Leafs want to get. Like, say, I don't know, a, ba- a better defender who's currently left-handed and playing Carolina. <laughs> Jake Gardner. <laughs> but the only thing is, if if CC went to arbitration mm-hmm. with the Leafs and he's awarded more than $4.3 million, then the Leafs have the option to walk away from the contract. In this case, I think they didn't. Now, the Pension Plan Puppets article I'm looking at... That's the problem. Uh, no. There is... Um, I don't think... I think if that was the option, they would have. Yeah. No, because they option. they didn't go to the arbitration. Right. So it never got to that option. But you know how there's, like, different categories of free agent? I think some guys you can walk away and some guys you can't. Yeah, and this one no, you couldn't walk away. It's any... That's what I'd, I'd like. I'd like to see what... what they're saying against that because okay. that's just a rule. It's still funny that we're having this conversation. We're literally right. having the conversation. Why is he a leaf? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's that is literally like almost what the pension plan puppet said. Arvin uh, at ARVI a- uh, on Twitter um, wrote this. He said, "Will the Leafs keep Cody CC?" It's literally the article, and it's from June thirtieth. I don't see how he can play in the Leafs top four and they can contend for anything. Well, I just don't think that he does. Um, that's yeah. Dude, it's it's. I've never seen a fan base so convinced that one of their own players. Oh, don't worry, he's going to get shoved down the lineup. Yeah, like Babcock doesn't like that player. Yep. There's no way. Yep. There was. Listen, I don't know if this article fully explains that particular thing, but there was other. The Leafs could. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, like mm-hmm. even I, like some of you are going to laugh. Like, oh well, Babcock loved Roman Polak. Like, CC doesn't do the things Roman Polak did that Babcock liked. Yeah, so Cody Cece's <laughs> not a heavy player. No, he is like literally in terms of pounds, but he's so slow in the uptake in his own end. Yeah. He listen, we've already seen a few offensive plays where I was like, "Oh, hey, Zaitsev never did that." He's so bad in his own end. Yeah, yeah. And he seems that the worst thing is defensively. Anyway, obviously he's doing a okay offensively, but defensively, Riley appears to be worse. Right. To me, I don't know what the numbers are. I'm just saying what I've seen. I'm like Jesus, Morgan. Like. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Um, now, um, I want to uh, mention something. What that? We have a live show coming up. Hey! Live show at Regulars in downtown Toronto. Uh, it's going to be the 7th of November. That's a Thursday. Uh, and I believe that's against Vegas. Certainly is. So a real team. A yes. real test. This will be good. Um, so if you want to come to that, just show up. <laughs> it's, uh, we're going to start our show at 545. Go Is it f- tickets? No, just no? show up. Oh, nice. Show up. Uh, 545. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, free to attend, whatever. You might want to get there early. Yeah, sure. But uh, for, we're going to go on on the air, quote unquote, at 545. It'll be a special bonus episode, so don't worry. We'll continue to do our normal schedule. Oh, great. Uh, we'll just have an extra show that week. And um, this one will be just an hour long. A lot of questions, so come armed with whatever you've ever wanted to ask Steve your entire life. Or if you're a Pens fan, uh, please keep your pitchforks outside of the bar. They don't allow pitchforks in the bar. Did you ask them that? I made sure. Oh, yeah, okay. they have bouncers and stuff, right? That's but anyway, fine. Regulars is a really cool bar in downtown yeah. Toronto. Uh, and we were quite surprised when they reached out. Because right. I believe there's a Regulars outside of Toronto. And I was like, oh, it'll probably be that one. And they're like, no, no, it's like the downtown one. I was like, oh, right, cool. cool. <laughs> like, it's a really, like, look it up. It's very cool. So come join us November the 7th at Regulars. We will be there. And the game will be, obviously, later on as well. Now, we need to talk about Washington tonight. Because we can't really get into too much about 
how the game went, obviously, because it's still tonight. We have not seen it. But it has this is sort of a story of a two teams that have really sort of like underperformed at this point. Mm-hmm. Rob, you know, I, I don't think Washington well, expected to start the season 3-2-2. Two, and two. Just right. like the Leafs were at 3-2-2 two, and two until last night. It shows the expectation of both teams. Sure. We're looking at Washington and the Leafs and saying they've underperformed. Yes. Washington yes. is bang average. They're fine. Stanley Cup contention is what's expected of them. Now, what do you think about, and, and this will be fun to go back and listen to after. I love doing this stuff. People are like, well, your podcast's out of date because the Leafs didn't play. Yeah, well, it's also fun to go back and listen to what we predicted will happen. And sure. Because you know, it's hockey. Who cares? And it's impossible to bet <laughs> on. Except we had one person, by the way, reach out and say, but actually, hockey's great to bet on. I, I saw like, that. That was wrong. very interesting. <laughs> because he made a he made a great point in that what he said? since since there's not a lot of hockey betting because it's so weird to bet on that a lot of the lines you can if you're a student enough at betting you can get a lot of wonky lines because Vegas mm. isn't paying it as much attention. Oh. So you can find more advantages as as uh but with football everybody is betting on football so right. the lines are so exact. I always got to <sighs> I don't know how any of that works. Can I just say I've never <laughs> bet on a game ever i don't know what a line is i don't like i remember being on the fan and we were talking about betting and i was like i've been on the betting show on the fan like they have a they have a saturday morning mm-hmm. yeah for oscars <laughs> twice in a, two years in a row oh, oh, right. that's and cool. and they had me on for and i was like well the line is Whatever this website Leo says. DiCaprio <laughs> is Leo's uh, minus four fifty to win the uh, right the best actor award. Yeah. Exactly, and I would say <laughs> I would explain the reasons why. That was what my I could bring. They could tell you the line. It was about why is this why is Revenant going to win? Why is whatever? Mm-hmm. So so yeah, I don't know how any of that shit works. You're gonna have to teach me at some point. One day, okay. Yeah, we'll was... go to Vegas. Oh yeah, we should do a trip yes, down to Vegas. Watch we a game. Should bet on a couple ponies. Do we have any Vegas listeners? Because we're like, yeah, we must. Do we must. Like people who are in Vegas, I wonder if they listened to the show before Vegas was announced, or if they li- or they found us after. No, there were no hockey fans before the Golden Knights. <laughs> I <laughs> wonder if they found us after. I'm not talking about if there were hockey fans. <laughs> there were none. <laughs> they were born of the Golden Knights, Jesse. <laughs> and their Twitter account guy who ended up getting fired. Oh right, <laughs> and was a listener, I think. Was he? I don't know. Oh, shout out him. Yeah, it was great. Sorry. Washington? Washington. Tonight. We're seeing a not fresh Leafs team take on a fresh Washington team. Fun and a pissed off fresh Washington team. Why are they pissed off, Steve? Well, they haven't been good. Mm. You won't like Ovechkin when he's angry. Do you think Michael Hutchinson woke up this morning a little anxious about Ovechkin's slap shot? Oh, my God. Do you not? Like, you must. Like, we don't really think about it on, like, a human level. But if you're a goalie... And you're going up against Alexander Ovechkin's shot on a power play. Mm-hmm. That's got to be that's got to be something you think about all day. Oh my God! Oh, or if you're a defenseman on that side of the ice, Ooh. no wonder he's always open. You want to block that shot? No. Oh, you're not going to block it. <laughs> and you know die. it's and it's coming up high too. That's something Merrick pays a lot of attention to is guys who shoot high. And he does, and he actually makes it work though. Ovechkin, Ovechkin. makes it work. Yeah, but if you block it, it's going to freaking hit you in the neck. That's why he shoots it high. Or the, mm. ch- <laughs> the teeth. That's going to be fun. I remember uh, McElhinney's miracle season where he was just stoning everyone on the second half of a back-to-back. Ridiculous. But there was that one game where they showed, before the game, Hockey Night in Canada, 
They got Ovechkin, and he's got a young Caps fan in the crowd in Toronto. Oh, and I was just like, this is no. going to suck. Bang, bang, bang. I Lights remember. him up for a hattie. What are your stats? What building is this? What city is this? That's nice. Ovi best hockey. And he just <laughs> slams the thing into the net three times. Leafs lose. He doesn't give a shit. He lives for nights like this. Dude, that guy's chasing Gretzky's record. You don't think he knows he's playing a backup tonight? Does he do it? I, I think he does. Wait, get at He'd have to, if he, no. Oh, oh. no, break Gretzky's goal Wayne. record. <laughs> He'd need, I think it's 236 to start the season is where he's behind. 236. Yeah. And, and then I, he I don't know how many goals he has. 51 last year? Yeah, something like that. He's got to score more. He's got to score at a higher pace before or just time play, catches up with him. Or just play a couple more years. Yeah. You know, if, he, if he can fit in like six years. They could probably do it, but who knows? Of like, well, and if, and he's going to decline, but if the decline is slow enough, and like, is he going to be that guy who plays for all that time? Like, Yager is still playing. Mm-hmm. Still. By the way, there was a picture of him. I think Blackburn, Pete Blackburn had it up, and he's got a, he's got like abs and everything. He's, he's, oh, yoked. Like, yeah, yeah, screw you, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he's got like old Viking muscles. Yes. Where like, it's like, He's he's got '90s wrestler bod, mm-hmm. where like you see he's kind of chubby, but his his fat has abs. Yeah, and he's if, got the Razor Ramon chest hair. If Ovechkin had five years, so including this year, where he scored forty seven point two goals, he breaks the record. Ooh. That's a lot of years. <laughs> That's why he's got to score sixty a year, so he can cut that down. <laughs> he's got to score sixty. I think he's got to start hitting sixties again. And he goes, "Yeah, okay, I can do that." Just don't, start not tomorrow tonight. Yeah. Please, please give me your backups. Uh, so, so if Go I ahead. give you, if I give you a million dollars and you have to place the bet on yes or no, will Ovechkin break Wayne Gretzky's record? Which one are you putting on? Yes or no? I steal your millions of dollars and move to Alaska. I say yes <laughs> because I think it matters to him. He's won his cup. I think it matters a whole heck of a lot to Alexander Ovechkin. That's the last thing. Maybe a gold medal too. All-time NHL goal scorer. Gold, and he gold has leader. been <laughs> doubted, and uh, like remember he had he had a slow start once, and he's like, well, I guess I'm done. <laughs> like it was like yep. you know it, it was one of those things where like the people have, have doubted him. They've told he like he needs to be a student of the game, like that you know oh just all God. these things. Mm-hmm. I would love to see this man retire as one of the best. And by the way, he the will best. retire as one of the best. Sorry, yeah. but as as like you beat Gretzky out. That's huge. Minus two years that were taken away from his career because of the lockouts. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean Gretzky too. Well, Gretzky had the he had half the one. season. Yeah, the half season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Senators. Sorry, I just wanted to. Uh, I can't find it. Never mind. Let's I was. I wanted to look at. Yeah, let's move on. I wanted to look at Ovechkin's um, ridiculous back half from the lockout shortened season. Before we move on to the Senators, I want to let you know something. Was that? Oh, we're we're working with Leo Vegas again. Hey. More things. More things. And the best part about it is, if you want to play hockey with Matt Sundin, you go to LeoVegas.net and you click on Sundin's back. It used to be his face. It's now his jersey. You can see um. him. It's behind Matt Sundin. So if you want to play Matt Sundin, play with Matt Sundin in Toronto. This is your chance. You can sign up, and the package includes 
at leovegas.net. Participation in two hockey games with Matt Sundin and other alumni at the uh, Ford Performance Center in Toronto. By the way, we're going to we're gonna get a list of the alumni very soon. Um, we just don't have it yet. Uh, attendance uh, at a welcome reception at the Delta Hotel, a commemorative signed photo, an invitation to a private dinner event at Real Sports in downtown Toronto, which, by the way, that event is where you get the NHL guys to spill. Yes. That, when we, the first time we did this, and I couldn't go. The guys that yeah. the guys that um, that um, were at that night, we none of us could go. We couldn't go to the, the draft right, party. Sorry. I thought you guys did. Um, came back and they said, I think it was Curtis Joseph had told them that he's like, no question, John Tavares signs in Toronto. That's that was two years ago. Like no question. And it was. And what did he say? Well, he said that you could. You could. Evidently, what he said was you could. You could make five hundred grand a year just signing autographs the rest of your life oh in God. Toronto. So he's like, he's like, he's coming to Toronto. You know who's an alumni? And that was in April. He you know signed who's an in alumni that we've seen more than once at Leaf games? Like as the, I'm going to give out a jersey guy? Christian Hansen. That was weird. That guy, against he Tampa. was a Leaf for 45 minutes. <laughs> that was weird. That was really weird. Um, so again, attendance uh, at a welcome reception at the Delta Hotel. You'll get a commemorative signed photo, invitation to the private event at Real Sports where you get to hang out with them. Lunch with Matt and the other alumni, which we have been to, which is fun. Yes. Uh, overnight hotel accommodation at the Delta uh, Toronto Hotel, November 15th and 16th. Transportation costs for the event and $300 for travel funds. Now, if you are not a hockey player, you can trade spots with your guests. you got to be 19+, plus, uh, and they can play while you take it all in. The contest runs until November 3rd, 2019. So make sure you're 19, open to residents of Ontario only. Terms and conditions apply. LeoVegas.net to check it out. Good luck. Have fun. Matt Sundin twice in one year. How cool is that? Very cool. And if, awesome. if you're one of those people who's like, no, I don't want to go out there. I'm going to stink. Just do it. Trust me. You it's stink. It's worth it. I stink. And? and it was great. Oh, you can be just like Steve Dangle and disappoint Sundin live and in person. <laughs> Are you playing again? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure because that's uh, the day after the Easter Seals tournament. So he may be ragged. play four games. <laughs> so? He should do it. Yeah. I think he should do it. I'm going to try. See, I didn't want to say. My back might be like, how about you're bedridden? <laughs> Who cares? But we'll see. Right? Get some back schmack. Back schmack. Yeah. <laughs> Take an extra nap. To... Sundin played with Owen Nolan. He knows right. how to play with a guy with a bad back. Hey, Leafs are playing a back-to-back. Why can't you? Back, back, back. Are they? Back, back, back. Oh, Tonight. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, Ottawa's in a rough way, guys. Are they? This is going from, this is going from bad to worse. Uh-huh. The official attendance... Oh. It's according to an article uh, on Sportsnet.ca from Wayne Scanlon. No one ever talks about attendance unless it's like dire. Unless it's bad. Yeah. So no this is sold out again. So right. Let me, so let me ask you this: Who led the NHL in attendance last year? Um, Montreal. Okay. Jesse has a good guess. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be Tampa. Toronto Maple Leafs. Now you have to remember that it's based on if you're a really good team and stadium size. Mm. Right, yeah. so the Leafs only sell. Uh, can I think only go up to eighteen five or nineteen? Yeah. I think it's nineteen. Well, in their capacity, they they always sell like a hundred and three percent, and I'm like, how's that? Doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think that's how like many the, seats are the there? restaurant or whatever? Can, but, I, yeah. change, can I change my answer? Sure, Boston Bruins. Good, I think TD Garden is big. That's a bad situation, and we'll maybe get to that later. What? Yep. I don't know about that. It's what? not good. But okay. We'll talk about Ottawa. All right, first. We'll go to Boston go next then. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know anything about it. Um. What's the answer? It's actually a funny story. The answer, Chicago Blackhawks. Because <sighs> ah, the uh, United Center holds 22. 22.7. Yeah. Wow. A lot yeah, of people. Yeah. You wow. make a lot of money that way. Now, <laughs> the so you didn't, you nobody knows who the top attendance getter 
in the NHL. For some reason, in baseball, it really matters. They talk about that a lot in baseball. Yeah. In, in hockey, well, it does, when just don't talk baseball about is even a big deal. The overall number, they'll be like, oh, we hit two million fans this season. Yes. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's yeah. baseball matters. When Toronto was really good, they regularly led the league in attendance, and yeah. they got right back up there, you know, three, four seasons ago, and they hit what. They were used to hit four million fans a season, mm-hmm. and then they were hitting three and a half for a while there, which was really good. Yeah, you can't um, take the roof off. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. It, it fits what it fits. So the attendance for the St. Louis game, defending Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, well, that's a tough one. Defending. St- let me uh, let me just give you the number. Sure, yeah, just give me the the Def- Ben Bishop <laughs> off the teams that lost Ben Bishop off. The official attendance for the St. Louis game was nine thousand two hundred and four. That bad. Which that means the, like five thousand showed up. That is, yeah, mm. that's just what was sold. Yeah, that's that's not who showed up, yeah. and that's a key thing. Yeah, that's a really important thing because a lot of people are season ticket holders. Either they don't go, they can't sell it, they can't make it that night. It's somebody's sick or somebody's birthday. The defending Stanley Cup champions, and you could say, oh, that's you know what? It's weird. Like St. Louis is not a major market. It's not Boston. It's not Chicago. It's not you know Toronto. Whatever. There's no Leaf fans there to buy up all the tickets. Whatever. Whatever you can say what you want. That is the championship team this year. Yep. That's a marquee name. It's not and even. It's just a professional hockey game. Yes. You should just be selling more tickets baseline. In an in a city that loves hockey. Yeah, Dallas Stars. <laughs> it should still. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's just professional hockey. Sell more tickets. 9,200 people. Lizzo sold more tickets in Toronto. Lizzo. She has one song. She's been around for two seconds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lizzo, guys. I mean, it's a pretty good... It's a good song. It's a good, yeah. Good as hell. Water means good, too. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. You don't sing that in the shower? Come on, I do. Craig Anderson said, (laughs) I had worse when I started my career in Chicago, and he was referring to... When things were really bad with Bill Wurtz as the end neared, and then he died in 2007, and the 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 Blackhawks started winning cups in 2010, 2013, 2015. They have sold out. By the way, the the Blackhawks have sold out 500 consecutive games. That's a couple games. Crowds Holy. visiting for Tampa Bay, the regular season champs. Sure. And Minnesota on Thanksgiving Monday were better, but only slightly. Well, people had the day off. Yeah, the people had the right. day off. So how many people came to the Lightning game, guys? Hmm. 12,000. The Lightning game? Yeah. Oof, I, I'm going to go... Stamkos, Kucherov, like big stars. You said 12? I'll say 11. Can, can I interject there? Because, yes, you get to see the stars, but also I'm like, if I'm a Sens fan, I'm like, they're going to get killed. They Actually, won. I think they won. Yeah, they won I, that game. But I go into it assuming they're going to get killed. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? That's a Saturday night game, mm-hmm. 11,000 people, almost on the dot. That's just what sold. Remember that. That's not who showed up. And the matinee versus the Wild on Monday, guess how many showed up? Big proponent of matinee. Hockey. Love matinee. I'm going to go another 11. Okay. 10-5. Eleven five. Hey. Four More. home dates. Mm. After four home dates, the Senators drew 15,000 for their October 5th home opener against the Rangers. They rank 30th of 31 teams overall in attendance with an average gate of 11,715. And. Who's 31? Uh, Islanders? I don't actually know. Oh, Panthers. Doesn't it's not the Panthers. Even the traditionally wanting audiences for the Florida Panthers are ahead of Ottawa. The Florida Panthers this oh, year, no. despite the Bobrovsky's terrible start, are averaging 14,5. Oh, right. good for them. 
Tickets in Ottawa are also Florida-style cheap. StubHub seats uh, are listed for $12 U.S., in the hours leading up to the St. Louis game, $12 U.S. It's the New York Islanders. It's about $80 Canadian. <laughs> yeah, right? The New York <laughs> Islanders rank below Ottawa at 11300 a game. And a part of that is, I, I, don't know, I don't know how much the Coliseum sits anyway. More than that. 15 maybe? That's surprising. No, Florida? More than that. Wait, or the, Coliseum. the Islanders? No, 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 the Islanders. Oh, the Islanders oh, are the worst, in atten- worst attended team in the league. Yikes. Which is, I gotta say... Well, for if all they the, sold for, the thing out, they'd be fine. Yeah, but for all the shit about Tavares and how great, what a great hockey market, they consistently don't go. They made the playoffs last year. They won the division. Where are it. you, Islanders fans? Or maybe there's something I don't know. Maybe it's because Islanders they have two, fans are there. They have two arenas. Yeah, they That's, have two arenas that they play in. That's probably it. That's probably it. I don't know. Season ticket sales all time low. A source, wow. according to Wayne Scanlon's article. Says as low as thirty five hundred total seats sold. Which, man, if you have some money to spend, get in now. Oh, I would get in. I'd buy a seat license now because they're going to be good <laughs> eventually. Seat license one buy, day. That's buy expensive, but you will be sitting on that for half a decade. Buy the license. You could sell the license. To who? How about this? Sell your <laughs> to seats to every Leaf game and make half your money. Make back. all your money back. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad, guys. Yeah, and it's it's a shame because again, a lot of the blame is going to go towards Eugene Melnick, mm-hmm. um, and I think rightfully so. Well, there's no reason to be jacked about this team right now, man. There's... There is a reason to be jacked about the future, though. For sure, the Leafs. Listen, this when that team, comes... this team is better than the Leafs' 2015-2016 team. Mm. There's more to root for. 15, 16? That, that's the PA Parento oh. year. Oh, yes. 100% okay. this team yeah. is better. Yeah, sorry. They have Shabbat. They have Shachak. They have, they've got good young players. Brandstrom. There are players on this team worth watching. The Leafs in 2015-2016, Mike Babcock's first year, not a, like it was like Nazem Kadri, Morgan Riley, and... That's it. Guy, 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 uh, Van Riemsdyk for, for half the season. still there for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, that's what Van Riemsdyk was out, out halfway through the year with a broken foot, and they just held him out. Bozy. Bozak. Yeah. Like, that oh. was it. There was no future. Nylander was in the Marlies. Marner hadn't been drafted. No, Marner was in uh, London. Yeah. And yep. Matthews hadn't been drafted Greatest yet. Greatest team of all right. time, London Knights. That's right. 2015-16. Nylander was a Marley <laughs> mid-season, I yeah. think. Oh, my God. That <sighs> is crazy town. That's not good, man. No, and I don't have anything else to add to it other than, <laughs> wow. That sucks. But can you blame them? And I don't think I can. No. So what brings them back? The first overall pick this year as provided by the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> yeah, right? What if <laughs> winning winning brings them back? What if in some other reality, Ottawa had kept all of the guys they traded away? Duchesne and Duchesne, Carlson, Dezingle. We're able to keep. We're, they, we're able to keep to all these guys. Yeah, they wanted to go. Are there Carlson a de- keeps there acting a like he didn't team? know. Right. I, don't know. I, I wonder about that. I wonder if that's a nice little narrative. I don't know. Well, And sure. maybe he wanted a fresh start after. But he said no. There, but, but, he, th- but even when he was traded last year, he said, no, I, d- I wanted to stay. Well, I hmm. think that's basically him going... Firing a shot across the bow at ownership. You guys really screwed this up. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. The Hoffman deal is tough. 
the Hoffman deal. Because like, if you wanted way, to sort out that locker room issue, like, okay, you traded one of them, and then you proceeded to trade another really good player for virtually nothing. Mm-hmm. And then watched another team get more for him than you did an hour later. Yeah. How do you? Uh, but that was also because they wouldn't trade within in the division. Toilet. They wouldn't Sorry? trade within the division. They wouldn't trade within the conference. I don't know why. Guess who we plays for? The exactly. Panthers. Exactly. We have more fans going to their games. Um, by the way, Mike Hoffman. Nobody wanted him in our uh, in our um, fan tracks thing. I selected him. He's the highest scoring person on my team. There you go. He's been incredible this year to start, even though the Panthers have not. What's um, your Corsi? Yeah. Fucking high, man. <laughs> no, I'm not doing well. Uh, <laughs> I'm really not doing well. I've already lost. Um, so, yeah, winning brings them back. I guess the better question, and I should have said this, is, is there any... Mel, Eugene Melnick, you got to remember, when he came in, was a hero in Ottawa. Winning in a freaking building in a place where people want to go. You need, Eugene Melnick was a hero, though, because mm-hmm. he saved them from bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. He was such a hero... That he actually got, didn't he get a liver transplant from a fan? Like yeah. he put out, he was, he needed an organ donor and a fan reached yes. out? Um, I think we're probably missing a few parts. Sure, but, but like, yes. But like, member of the community, guy people really liked, and saved the team. Mm-hmm. Now, he is considered the villain, and I wonder if there's ever a way that Eugene Melnick could ever be a hero again. Can they ever re-embrace, and, and Ottawa fans, please reach out. I want to know. What would it take for you to say, you know what? Let's end the Melnick out campaign. It's It's got to be a total reversal of behavior, right? Uh, Well, he hasn't given them a ton to hate recently, really. Well, dude, they've It's a gone, low bar. <laughs> I know it's a low bar, but like, it's a step in the right direction. They're going young. They're going rebuild. Right. Um... I, I'm trying to think of exam- examples where everyone was like, screw this owner, get rid of them, and then that owner did a 180. Mm-hmm. Was able to pull off the 180. Other than like the Wirtz family, which is Oof. different. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think, I don't know. This all ends, the solution seems pretty logical. This ends with whatever scenario brings auto, uh, the Ottawa Senators to an arena in Ottawa or somewhere that's much easier to get to. Yeah, not Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's going on in Boston? Oh, they had, uh, I think they spent $10 million renovating the seats in the Boston Garden, or in TD Garden. Oh, I think I saw this. And what happened? No one freaking fits in the seats. They added seats. There's there's <laughs> no, if you're yes. like even my size. Like your your like the actual shoulders. chair. They made them smaller. There's there's no elbow room, and in oh, front of you, there's no. no leg room. Yeah, the the None. pictures are crazy, Jesse. It would you be would like, have a terrible time. You there. Yeah, Jesse remember, wouldn't fit. No, you uh, I got a lot. I got a lot of knees going on here. You seriously, you would <laughs> cuss the person in front of you. I find something comical about, or <laughs> you find something comical about my automobile, but at the yeah. end. That's terrible. So they, I assume they were just trying to add extra seats into the building, and they squeeze it a little too tight. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not here. I'll try to find a photo and send it to you so you can use it on the screen. It ain't good. It is not good at all. It looks really uncomfortable, really shitty. I wonder. What, I mean, are, what do you think they'll do about that? I typed in TD, and the second thing that comes up is TD Garden seats. I got it. What do I think they'll do about that? Um, they have. 
You you found it? Yeah, yeah. Have have TD Garden scenes gotten smaller? It's a tight question for fans. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, like if you're just sitting there, not manspreading or anything, and you just have your arms at your sides, you're touching the person next to you. And that that's like a raucous building. They got a great crowd, but you know, part of being loud and boisterous oh and enthusiastic is you got to be having a good time. Are you having a good time in those seats? So I'm looking at the seats right now, and there's a guy who's posted six photos together in like a diptych, like yeah, photo we're looking at the thing. same thing. Yeah. And his girlfriend and him are not big people. No, and he can't like he can barely fit. By the way, somebody in that picture has a Tory Krug jersey. Shout out, love Tory Krug. He's on your team, right? He is on my team. Yeah. Wow. That's and like look at the look at the bottom left one where the guy's like leg is just it's just hanging over the other seat that no one or that someone happens to not be in. Like if yeah. you're sort of if you're slightly bigger, dude, you're having a terrible time at that game. So, but how do you fix that now? It's October. Yeah, that's it's not mid-season. something they can fix until this off season. So you just have shitty seats. Maybe, I was going to say maybe December if they have like two weeks off or something, a road trip, but that doesn't sound like, with the Celtics playing there too, doesn't, it's not like you Ex- shut down the arena. Exactly. Look at this, Mike Con- <laughs> this guy named Mike Conrad tweeted on October 12th at TD Garden at NHL Bruins. So they say first impressions are everything. I'm okay with the leg room in the balcony, but I'm, but being 5'11 and 200 pounds, which is essentially, I'm, I'm heavier than this guy. I'm, I'm like 5'11 and probably 210. The seats are not wide enough. And I'm a new season ticket holder. Going to have to decide if I renew or not. Hashtag too fat. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're not comfortable, you can be the biggest Bruins fan on earth. But if you're going to hate two and a half hours of your life, is it worth it? It says nearly all the additional capacity comes from new seating in the arena's eighth and ninth floors, the Garden says, adding that only 20 seats were added to lodge it in balcony areas. Come on. The problem appears to be the seats themselves. The newly designed seats feature cushioning on bottom and back of all seats. Previous seats did not have padding. Back. New armrest design oh. and increased seat back height and the overall ergonomics may contribute to a smaller seat feel for guests. We remain open for feedback and we'll continue feel. to work, work feel. for fans. Their statement is such bullshit. Feel with my eyes? They say, for the first time in nearly 25 years, we've updated the seating inside TD Garden. We've received feedback from fans and can appreciate that, as with any change, it takes some time to get used to. It's shitty. <laughs> it's shitty. It takes some time to get used to such major changes. Wow. And they fucked up in Boston. Wow. 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 All their fans are going, no, 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 fuck you. Feedback, get used to it. How about you go fuck yourself and give us better seats? Ooh. Yeah, not good. Good luck, Boston fans. Good luck. That sucks. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Anybody's going to watch a Celtics game or a concert or a Bruins game, it's going to oh, suck all year. concert would be brutal. Well, yeah. unless you were standing the whole concert. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's but, true. But, I mean, it's rare few acts that can actually get you to stand the whole concert. The whole concert, right. Um, Man craziness hey did you know the coyotes were on a 10 game losing streak dating back to last season are they were did oh, they beat they beat the jets they just and the, beat jets the jets were out playing them for like most of that game yeah and nothing was going in and then I thought the coyotes kemper, ended up winning that didn't kemper have a shutout this season i i no. don't know i didn't know this was a thing he's looked great yeah I they, snat- they snapped a 10 game losing streak in winnipeg yeah oh in winnipeg yeah, yeah. i'm confused 
They've lost ten. Games. I don't know what the location has to do with it, but oh, no, 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 it I wasn't. thought you meant ten straight oh, against maybe Winnipeg. It, maybe it is in Winnipeg. I think maybe I'm is, wrong because Kemper's definitely gotten a shutout this season. Oh, okay. Well, then screw that. Who cares? <laughs> uh, it's not even a story. Um, now I got to ask you something. <laughs> if you're the if you're the Pittsburgh Penguins, Pittsburgh Penguins, are you worried about taking on a real team tonight? Oh, who are they playing? <laughs> not the Leafs. Uh, no, they're not playing the Leafs. By the way. A lot of Pittsburgh Penguins fans reaching out. And by the way, everybody from Pennsylvania, you can tell because they're like, ah, you're hilarious. And they're getting it. Penns fans outside of Pittsburgh are the ones that don't get it because they're the ones going, because listen, the, the Penguins are second in the Metro. <laughs> like, are they're they? not doing that bad. They're 4 2 0. That division's fine. not great. But they are taking on the 5 0 0 Avalanche, the Nazem Kadri and the Colorado Avalanche tonight. It is a big test. Hurts my heart. Do you believe Steve Dangle? So you can be in this boat with me. Do you believe that the Pittsburgh Penguins finally beat a real team tonight? Yes. You believe it? I do. One, because it's purely despite us. Like, oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. 100%. Fair. Um, although McKinnon versus Crosby, that's a fun match. That is a fun match. Um, the Cole Harbor Bowl. The <laughs> Cole I like Bowl. that. The Cole, the Cole Bowl. Bowl. That's what Bowl. I'm calling it. Um... <laughs> uh, I feel like, wasn't it Edmonton was undefeated and they played the winless Blackhawks and the Blackhawks won? I think we'll see something. Well, no, this won't be like that, though. The Penguins are on a heater. I think it's just going to be a great game. I mean, are they on a heater? Or are they just winning games they should a, win? I mean, you win three straight and there's only six possible games to win or whatever. That's a heater. <laughs> I would say it's an early season here. You can't even. We're at a point where you can't even do your last ten. Yeah, they're four, they're four yeah, and two exactly. in their last ten. Exactly, <laughs> it's pretty good. Like, yeah, but only four wins in their last ten. Ah, uh, you know, mm. only two losses in their last ten. Uh, that's not that's bad. pretty not good. Bad. Yeah, hey, they're well, wow. you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, but they There's are second. A stat for you. They are second in the metro. So Pittsburgh. I think they win tonight. I hope you beat a real team. Wow. But also, it'll be really fun. When you don't. Wow. <laughs> I hope your mentions aren't a complete shitstorm. Oh, no, they were wicked fun. I had a blast with it. Uh, <laughs> were they wicked fun, Adam? Were they? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Listen, if I can't go head-to-head against the Pittsburgh Penguins, because that's the rival you, rivalry we all saw coming, what can't I do? Or what can I do? Excuse me. Hey, uh, Sabres. They're the head of the Atlantic Division right now. Sabres. 11 points. Five wins, one overtime lost. Are they for real? We did this last year. Ten straight wins. Thanks, Buffalo. True. You know what, though? They're getting uh, production out of... uh, I love, hey, who's that guy scoring once the season begins. And Buffalo has the best, hey, who's that guy in the league. Who's that guy? I think his first name is Victor. Uh, Olofsson? Mm. Victor Olofsson. Hey, who's that guy? Hey, who's that guy? Well, in his first career, uh, his first twelve career NHL games, so that's this year and last year, mm-hmm. uh, he's got seven goals. Wow! All seven of those goals on the power play. He's yet to score an even strength goal. Oh, uh, well, in his career. Let's not pay attention to him. Now. Yeah, let's ignore him straight up. <laughs> no, but he's doing amazingly, and he just seems like a classic uh, late bloomer because he was a seventh round pick in twenty fourteen. But if you look at his past couple years, he was in the AHL last year, murdered it. Just snipe show, 
more goals than assists type of guy. If you look at his final season in Sweden, second highest scoring player on that team, former Leaf prospect Carl Grundstrom, highest scoring guy on that team, Victor Olofsson. Interesting. uh, Grundstrom, or I can't remember, it might have been Grundstrom. Second highest goal scorer on that Swedish team, had 17 goals. Olofsson had 27. Uh, I think he had 30 in the AHL last year, and I think he's already got six this Damn. year on the power play. He's real good. So they or might be having for real. a real good start. Hmm? So they might be for real. Yeah. Well, maybe. You got to keep in mind though that they're power play goals and they don't count. So. <laughs> I gotta remember. Do you ever get? Let me ask you something. Petty, you, yes. Petty. Oh God. Do you ever get <laughs> heat for any of this shit? Because I, I get it all the time. Do you ever get anything? I think they're like, oh, Adam's nice. What do you really? Yeah, Adam's nice, so I'm gonna pick on him. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, they bully you. Because I don't. You're all bullies about Adam. Because I don't get. I don't. I when you say shit like, if I said that, people would fucking lose their minds. Well, they know I'm being cheeky and also totally mean it. So it's, <laughs> a, weird, it's a weird mixture. <laughs> it's a weird mixture. Being cheeky and totally mean it. Another one I want to do. I do though. Like I don't know. You do though. You do mean it. I mean it. I mean it. Well, the Bruins. Should have never even made it to the second round. Because special teams don't count. So, yeah. um, The Oilers for real? Do you believe yet? I think confidence is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And they're handling their goaltending about as good as they can. Mm-hmm. But the Oilers are always one injury away from being dog shit. So. But they're also two of the best players in the world away yeah. from like a Stanley Cup run. If McDavid and Drysdale continue to be 1-2 in the league in point scoring, it's going to be a crazy season for them. They're, they're such a weird team. Because, like, even... Like, if, if you... In a complete fantasy scenario, if you took the Stanley Cup champions, like, if you took the Blues and you gave them a month off, and, like, fresh off the Stanley Cup, and, you know, you gave the Oilers a month to prepare a playoff series, the Oilers... Even last year's Oilers still give them shit. Because do you want to take on McDavid and Dreisaitl in a playoff series? Right. I don't care how shitty the rest of the team is. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Four to seven games of that shit? If you just get de- decent defense, that top line can outscore you. If they're playing together. And if they're not, then it's just two lines that'll come at you. It's brutal. It's it's And all you need is like a couple of your depth guys to heat up. And all right. of a sudden, oh shit, what do we do? Yeah, and league average goaltending. And you have a team. And that's what they look like right now, and it looks like they're going to be decent. Yeah. And they're putting James Neal in a position to succeed. Right. I don't think they're great, but I do think they're doing well enough in a division that kind of sucks to potentially make it, man. They might just make it. Well, I want to ask you about that, but I'm looking at something. Uh, Fox Sports, actually, uh, they do a really good job of tracking something that's harder to find. And that's ice time. I don't know. I don't think NHL.com even Do they offer ice time? Well, apparently they it's do. garbage. <laughs> oh, is it? Go- yeah, I guess it is a little garbage. Okay. So, time on ice per game. Connor McDavid, currently at 22.5. That's a lot. 20... For a forward, that's a shitload. Leon Drysettle, currently at 22.35. That's a lot. The only other players around them that are even close, Ryan, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 20 minutes. And we're talking. We, a lot. We complain about. Matthews and, and Tavares only getting 18 minutes. And Nugent Hopkins is playing more than both. 
Yeah. <laughs> More than any Leaf forward. Every other, def- every other person on their team that's above McDavid and Dreisaitl are either defensemen, which are Clefbaum and Nurse, or goalies in ice time. Stollers, Koskinen, <laughs> <and> Tavish. <laughs> yeah. Because it tracks that for some stupid reason. Who cares? You know... They're um, getting criticized for that. Time yeah, like why ice. would they? Why would they even put that in there? Like, <laughs> come on. They're getting criticized for how much they're playing McDavid and Drysaddle, and they might burn out throughout the course of the year. But just like we were talking about last episode, and it's not a slight against how they've started the season. It's just a fact. Their October is easy mm-hmm. compared to most teams around the league. Their October is easy, and there's a lot of rest. So if you know. They're fresh as a daisy because it's the beginning of the season and you have a lot of rest in October, ride those ponies. Mm-hmm. Let them go. Let them go. And then in November, December, when things tighten up or whenever their schedule tightens up, that's when you dial it back and that's when you got to challenge your depth guys to be a little bit better. you got to win a lot of games now and play 500 hockey all the way to the playoffs and they will be fine. Mm-hmm. Could happen. Could happen. We've seen teams, the Leafs, do it. Um, it's saying here, and I could be reading this wrong, that... McDavid has already taken 1,998 shifts. In his career. <laughs> this know. season. That's, that's a career number. It says nine one nine nine eight, and it's this season. That doesn't make no. sense. Adam. Does that? I know, right? That doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> no. He's probably taking like, I don't know, 30, 40? Yeah, you take like 35, 30 something. a game. Yeah. Maybe shift means something else. Lower. Shifts? It just says shifts. No, yeah, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Well, it says seconds I, played. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not <laughs> shift. No, no, it's shift. That's then it's game. his career. Well, listen, look, it's not this. I season. don't even know if he's played that, that in his career. I don't... It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Have you tried hockey reference? They're really ice good time with... per game. I gotta look this up. Can you can you check that out? What am I looking at? You're looking at. Uh, is that hockey reference that I have it? Uh, they're really good with the with the stats. Yeah, we'll look this up. Let me just look this up. I know this isn't great. Steve, stretch for time. Okay. Uh, Talk about Easter sales. I was just about to. So, Jesse. It's going, it's going on Steve Cam. Look at Steve Cam. Jesse? Yes. Um, I believe it was the great Mike Bon Jovi who said. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. Michael. He's very good. Yeah, Michael, Michael bon he prefers. Jovi. It's like Alexander Kerfoot. Yeah. Mike Bon Jovi once said, whoa, we're halfway there. And then the song ended. I think this, that's how it went. You know who else is halfway there? Rachel's Raiders. Oh! We passed $25,000 today. Rachel's Raiders, who are? Uh, our hockey team for the Eric Lindros Celebrity Hockey Classic. So we're trying to raise money uh, for Easter Seals Ontario, which is a charity that uh, helps out kids with physical disabilities. Mm. We, have, we set a lofty goal of $50,000. That's a lot of money. Today, someone gave me 2500 bucks. Wow. Charles Huber is their name. No relation to Evan. Um, but uh, that has allowed us to uh, pass $25,000. Charles Huber, inventor of the pumpernickel. The bread. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, or it could also be the name of a bike. Yes. Sounds like it. Penny farthing. So? Uh, yeah. So, but we're only halfway there. And I don't feel like living on a prayer, said Mike Bon Jovi. So if you could continue to donate to the team, uh, that would be wonderful. Visit my pin tweet, Jesse's pin tweet. Adam, have you pinned it yet? I have pinned my tweet. I know you have, because Adam Wilde 
running up the standings. $511.69. 69 cents. By the way, there was a bunch of, there was a Caps fan that reached out and they're like, I donated $34 because that's Tom Wilson's number. It is. Is it not Tom Wilson? No, whatever Tom Wilson's number is. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the hell. Numbers are confusing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They donated that, and I thought it was funny. Yeah, but um, like, go through our, our team's page. Um, visit Rachel's Raiders on there. It's not hard to find. There's other people to donate to if you want. Uh, people who you may know. Uh, there's me. There's Jesse. There's Adam. There's TJ from uh, the Virgin Radio Morning Show mm-hmm. is going to be on that team. Mike Stevens from TheLeafsNation.com. Is Mike Stevens going to play like Trevor Moore? He That's a question. Better get that get that butt game up, sir. Uh, Ken Reed <laughs> is signed up. Also, Harrison is he, Brown is Ken Reed on our team? Or is he on? Yeah, he was being wishy washy about how many games he's going to play, but okay, you know, he's, he's going to get there and he's play them all. Ken's old. Right. Uh, but Ken, Harrison Brown old? is going to come and be our best player <laughs> easily. Ken? Are you old, Ken? <laughs> you... At heart. <laughs> and if, if you're old at heart, I mean, that's good enough, right? Hey, by the way, I'm just checking this uh, time on ice. So this is completely different from the Fox one. So according right. to Hockey Reference for the 2019 season, yeah. the time on ice total leader is Mike Smith, obviously, at 239 minutes. The next highest <laughs> guy. Know. No, this is important. Those oh, on are, the Oilers. Yes, the mm-hmm. next highest guy is Leon Dreisaitl. He's ahead of Koskinen? He's averaging 25 minutes a game, according to Hockey Reference. He's ahead what? of... In to- That's such a huge discrepancy. Oscar Clefbaum at 24. Can Nurse we... at 24. McDavid at number 5 on the team with 23.10 per game. Can we just say that we don't have the numbers on this? Yeah, this well, Hockey trash. Reference should be good, right? They, they are. But don't you think that's a... You're asking for trouble if you're playing a guy that much. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the numbers. It's 26, Whether it's 23, 25, 20. 21, 26. Is Drysaddle... Anybody who's an Edmonton fan, is Drysaddle really playing 26 minutes a game? I think uh, it could Check be a game penalty marks. kill thing. Still, dude. But still. Uh, holy is, moly. Those are defenseman numbers. Yes. Like, and he's got defenseman <laughs> numbers. Like, Clefbaum and Nurse are less than him. That's a lot. Okay, they're, then what they're doing isn't sustainable, then. Not right now. Uh, Drysaddle did average 22 minutes last season, which is a little more reasonable, but still crazy high. And he's, yeah, he's up at 25 this year. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hockey Runs has it. Yeah, 25. And they're winning games. Well, it's working for them. Good for them. Plus, he's in the prime of his life. If there's ever a season you can do it. It's when you're 24. Do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do the press, press conference, shall we? For today's press conference, we have to go to my Instagram account, which I'm going to fire up. Oh, I guess we need a pen, huh? Uh, No, we don't. Hey, all right. Fun fact. Go here to our lovely friend, David Goggins. Oh, Uh, it's our boy. So someone tagged my Instagram account in this David Goggins post. I'm going to read it to you guys. I'm ready. Because uh, I'd like to know what you think about it. Are your ears ready? Is this the Rogan thing? (laughs) Are your ears ready? Yes. I'm ready. It says, you're right, brother. They don't know you. The mindset David Goggins is displaying here is a very foreign concept to most. Some will second-guess Goggins for leaving the hospital to return to the mountains and finish what he started. And they're right. For most humans, this wouldn't be wise. But Goggins isn't most humans. 
He's one of a kind and a true savage. I certainly can't speak for David, but I don't believe this type of effort is new to him. It seems this might just be a microcosm of his life in a few days. If you haven't walked in his shoes, it's not really your place to judge his decision. Uh... Yeah, it is. So he left the hospital? Yeah, it is. He was in the hospital. I hope he's okay, first leaving, off. Leaving the hospital because your fucking heart gave out to rejoin a race is fucking stupid. Is that what happened? I don't care who you are. Dude, is that so, what happened? As I eat a donut. This is a... Rogan, <laughs> Joe Rogan had reposted this from Cameron Haynes, who's apparently a fan of David Goggins. He says, try to understand what a savage David Goggins is. The man runs the Moab 240. It's a 240-mile race goes off course for seven miles by mistake, so he has to double back, gets back on track at mile 200, he gets pulmonary edema and gets pulled from the race and sent to the hospital. They release him, and he gets right back out there and finishes the race. Endema or enema? Edema. Edema. Yeah, because I don't think a pulmonary enema is a thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Pulmonary I just said ed- that. edema. Yeah, what is that? Is a condition caused by excess fluid in the lungs. It's like almost like asthma. Uh, this fluid collects in the numerous air sacs in the lungs, making it difficult to breathe. And if you are an asthmatic like I am, you know how that feels, and that is scary. So he had mm-hmm. that, and what else did he have? It was just that. He, he just had that. He had that. He got that at 200 miles into this 240 wow. mile race. He gets that. Goes to the hospital. And then once they release him, he gets back out there and finishes his last 40 miles. So here's what's more interesting about that. And you know what? If that's how he wants to live his life, God bless him, man. I, I have no, I have no issues with that. The only thing, crazy. If you remember the original post, the only thing I took issue, umbrage with was him saying, I don't wear suntan, it's for soft motherfuckers, <laughs> mm, sunscreen, sunscreen, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, yeah. like, okay, no, like, cancer is cancer, man. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't want skin cancer. Wear some damn sunscreen. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Listen, you can talk me into finding it. <clears throat> I'm you can talk me into finding it impressive. The man is extremely impressive. Oh, yeah. You, you can't no talk question. me into finding it smart. <laughs> or so, admirable. That's fair. I don't admire that. Did you admire Patrice Bergeron playing with a punctured lung? Uh, no. You didn't? No. I, I don't know if he knew. Oh, maybe he He was know. playing with a punctured lung. No, maybe not. Um, pulmonary edema, as we said, caused by excess fluid to the lungs. Do you know what causes pulmonary edema? Edema. Uh, running 240 miles. Jesse, do you have it up in front of you? What? What causes pulmonary edema? Because I do. No, no. You, can you take a guess? Wild stab in the dark. Non-medical people that we are. Running a lot. Running a lot. The most common cause of pulmonary edema is congestive heart failure. Jesus. <laughs> now, that's not to say he had that, but heart failure happens when the heart can no longer pump blood properly throughout the body. This creates a backup of pressure in the small blood vessels in the lungs, which cause vessels to leak fluid. If that's what happened, damn, dude. But if you're a guy like that and you're built like that, part of me wonders, that's probably how you want to go anyway. Yeah. Like, like a Spartan. Yeah. Like they, I want to go yeah. out on my shield. If you are, sure. if you are that passionate, that driven about something, like it was like, it's like guys who drive race cars and they die and, pe- and people around them are like, that's how they probably would have went on to die. Actually? Like, well, yeah. People, people, are, it's, people are weird about death, man. I've heard that said about more than one person. Like, it's, you know what, you know who you hear it about a lot? People who sail. People who go and like, they, they sail and they go out into like choppy seas and then they never come back or they find the boat floating around years later and they're like, well. I guess he didn't make it. It was his favorite. It's how he would have wanted to go out in the ocean. Yeah. And 
And there, by the way, there are ghost boats, weirdly, floating around the Atlantic and Pacific right now that are just, and they find them from time to time and nobody's on them. Uh, Isn't that nuts? Uh, yeah, it's creepy. No, I don't like that. Kind of cool. It's a little bit cool. It's a little bit cool. Very Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, 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 very much so. My first thought was, like, can I loot the boat? <laughs> triangle, 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 yeah, triangle. Yeah, triangle, <laughs> triangle. It's okay. I murdered a bunch of people, but I said hello to the townsfolk in Valentine, so my honor went up. <laughs> it's like Corsi versus Goals. It's 16 hellos for every murder. <laughs> Howdy, partner. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's usually how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse? Have you ever, this is our only question for today. It's our best question that's ever been asked. It's from no zero nine eight seven six five four three two one. He's a Jesse fan. He is. This person writes, any chance of a dog fan reaction video? Just a fan of dogs reacting to how their dogs are doing? I think we found what Steve needs to do in the summer. Dogs should... reacting to how their dogs are doing. Are you going to do? I think DFRs? it's people reacting to cute dogs. You should do a dog fan reaction. People yeah. send in their video. Their, their oh, dogs. Or I just go whoa, <laughs> dude. Oh. Yo, you can make so much money if, if, if you just like send Stop Steve a video. Right now. Send oh. Steve a video, and then he puts it in his video and does this. You should do a dog fan. People reaction. send you dog videos that they give you permission to use on your YouTube channel, and you react to them. <laughs> Dog reaction video, dude. That's a great idea. That's it. Dangle this person's a genius. Dogs. That's it. You should do this all the time, every day. Friggin DFR. Screw it. Yeah. Dog fan reaction. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll do it. Done. I'll do it. Yeah, this is what I choose to do with my life. We just made you a million dollars. Yeah, let's let's scoff at the guy who runs two hundred and forty <laughs> miles. We do dog fan reaction videos. Hey. Literally criticize a guy running a 240-mile race while eating a donut. <laughs> transition to Yeah. That. So, <laughs> what do you want? You want to fight about it? I'll, Steve will bench press your dad. I, do, I will not bench press Joe Rogan, though. So. No, you won't. No. You mm. will bench press me with his fingers. <laughs> yes. And then tell me about some ancient alien. All, top 10 episode of South Park, by the way. Uh, the Randy fighting guys in baseball stands. You want to fight about it? I thought this was America. And trying to lose in baseball is just as <laughs> hard yes. as trying to win. Yeah. Because the, they don't want to play anymore because baseball sucks. <laughs> 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 so they keep trying to lose the game, but they keep winning because the other teams are trying to lose more and they're better at losing. <laughs> oh like my the, God, they can hit themselves out. <laughs> 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 well, that's it done. for today. No, this is America. <laughs> no, this is America. We'll see you Sunday. Should I tease uh, the event? What What other? Oh, do you want to? I could. Or do you want to wait for Sunday? Just wait. I think you should wait. It's too late. It's Early too late November. <laughs> big event to be announced. Look for it. If you're cheating, Downtown keep, Toronto. If you're keeping track, get your clipboard out because we got a lot going on. We do got a lot going on. November 7th, regulars. But there's something else coming up. Early November, downtown Toronto. You will not want to miss this. Can you recap all the thingies? Crown Royal Crown Facebook Royal. post. Okay. Link is in uh, our, our description. We will tweet that out as well. So make sure you tell them what inspired you to be generous, to live generously. Why not? And life can treat you royally with some tickets to the Boston Leafs game. we got Leo Vegas. Go to leovegas.net. 
You want to play hockey with Matt Sundin and potentially Steve Dangle? Because Steve wants to play back-to-back, but he's afraid that his back might not hold up. It'll be back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. That's right. With my back. You can do that at leovegas.net. Open to Ontario residents only. I said all that earlier. Mm-hmm. We're going to be at Regulars. It's a great bar in downtown Toronto, November 7th. Look it up, seriously. And here's the great thing. No tickets, just come. Just come. We'll be on at 5.45. We're going to go till 6.45. And then we're probably going to hang out and have some food. And the game will be on. And it'll be great. What day is that? That is a Thursday, November the 7th. Okay. VGK. There's somebody screaming on the outside of the studio right now. <laughs> you probably heard it. Did I miss anything? No. Nope. Oh, Easter Seals. <laughs> oh. uh, By the that's way, the 14th. Yes, I got to ask a question. 14th is the draft party, yeah. Did I? That's when we got to raise money. By am I too oh. ambitious in my 69, 69, 69? Probably a little. You raised 500 <laughs> bucks since the last show. Yeah, you're right. That's true. That's true. Because yeah. I finally actually Jesse's you know, the one who's it. petered out. No, oh. I, I reached my goal. Hey. Yeah, so you can just coast. You're right. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I did my work. Yeah. <laughs> you can just put your feet well, up for. A month. I can because I got out ahead of it. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with what you're saying. Hey, oh, guy who started early and got his job done because he reached his goal is doing bad. Jesse sounds a tad defensive. About hey, this. <laughs> I set a goal and I achieved it. Me thinks the producer I finished the 240 miles in one go. I don't have to go back out there and finish the extra 40. That's a soft motherfucker attitude. Yeah. <laughs> what is this slander? Sorry, sorry for achieving my goals early because I'm really great and I started early. If you're satisfied with where you're at, that's fine. Yeah, because yeah. I set a goal. Yeah. That was my satisfaction goal. And that's where we leave you. We will see you Sunday. It's going to be lots of fun. Pittsburgh, good luck. I'm upset. By the way, to every Pittsburgh fan that reached out and said, Toronto hasn't beaten a real team either. And I said, I say to them, this isn't about Toronto. This is about you guys bragging about your three-game losing winning streak against teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. Adam hates Pittsburgh. You know what Jesse hates? Kids. Oh. <laughs> That's great. <laughs>